Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the UGASports.com post-game overreaction show. Georgia just beat the ever-living snot out of Old Miss 52-17. And uh, Ryan Nabosi will be joining me shortly. I'm Paul Meharry, and we will get this show going. But as we always do, we want to know where you're watching from. Let us know in the comments section. We'll shout you out. And um, we'll, uh, you know, we'll get going. We want to know what you guys are thinking as well. If you have any ideas, comments, concerns about this Georgia football team, go ahead, pop into the uh, YouTube with us. The link is in the description. We can talk about it together. So uh, before we get into I mean, look at this, guys. I'm going to bring up the stats because you don't want to look at my face the whole time here. 52 to 17. This was an absolute beatdown. Champ 23, what's going on? Katie Parker, Mike Honcho's in here. Uh, let's see. Chris is in here from Cumming, Georgia. Bethany, we appreciate you. DDB from Manhattan, Kansas. Omari, as always, big shout out to you, my friend. Lodi, California for Henry. Hell of a Saturday night for the dogs. It was. It was indeed. Dewey Rose, Georgia, checking in. Don't know where that's at. I think it's a fake city, Holly. You're going to have to tell me where that's at. Uh, Hamilton, this is too much handsomeness for me from Gainesville, Georgia. What's up, Ham? We've got Coffee County in the building. We've got East Cobb. We've got Roanoke, Virginia, J.B. Fulton. We get all you guys in here. Joe Couch, Jefferson, Georgia. KC, as always, happy Veterans Day. We appreciate you. Mark Satterfield, Northern Virginia. Thomasville, Georgia. St. Mary's, Georgia. What were the recruits at the were, – what, what, what recruits were at the game? I'll tell you in just a little bit, Jonathan. Stay with us. Evans, Georgia. Frank DiCarlo. Front Range, Colorado. We'd love to see it. Waleska, Georgia. Where the hell is that? It's a fake city as well. Fort Lauderdale. Damn, you guys are you guys are in here deep tonight. Colorado. Tim's in Colorado. Woodstock, Georgia. You guys are in here. I mean, I, I can't even keep talking about the dogs. You guys are just shouting out cities. I got to get through them all, though, at this point. Hey, Mike, we appreciate you. Georgia's better than Alabama. We'll get to that, Zach, on the show later. Swainsboro. Let's see here. Brunswick, Georgia. I've heard of that. Tucson, Arizona. Damn. Where's Dane to tell us Carson can't do it? Dane will be on later. Junior Jones, Sacramento, California. Albany, Georgia. A Ackworth, Georgia. Running Springs, California. I mean, this has just turned into me shouting out cities at this point. You guys are just going to continue. I mean, I've got another 20. Okay, guys. Damn, I've got like 20 more to do. I've got to do it, though. Bozeman, Montana, Francisco, Thomasville, Alfreda, Dawson, Valdosta. Man, where is this? Camellia, Georgia. Foster Moss says, what's up, Paul? Driving back home. You, you better get on the show. I'm counting you. I'm holding you to it, Foster. Dequila, Georgia. <laughs> Mike's on Mars smoking a fat doobie. We'd love to see it. Chickamauga, Georgia. Heard of that? Putnam, Augusta. Another Tucson, Arizona. You guys are just making this up at this point. Canton, Georgia, guys. All right. Well, we want I want to talk about the I want to talk about the dogs. Decatur, Stockbridge, Macon, damn, Albany, Rock Spring. This is getting ridiculous. Bozeman, Stockbridge, Putnam, Villa Rica, Panama City, Zachary, Louisiana, Dublin, Georgia. Never heard of this. Fort Nova Cell, Alabama, fake city. Canton. Dothan by way of Monroe. Monroe, Georgia? That's where I'm from. There we go, Frank. Uh, all right, guys. All right. Stop. Stop with the cities. Damn. Another Monroe, Georgia. What's up? <laughs> okay. All right. Enough with the cities. 52-17. Damn. You guys went crazy with that. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, you don't see the link, Andy? Let me see. 
Let me see if I can edit that and put it in here real quick. Yeah, it would help if you guys could join if I put the link and not the YouTube link into the conversation. Look, when I have to do this by myself, it gets tough. Please uh, bear with me. One second. I need backup. All right, the link is in the description now. You can come join me. I need backup. Uh, Old Miss Sucksville. Where that's? I feel like that's a fake city, but it also could be real after tonight. Fort Rucker, Alabama, Cartersville, Luthersville, Georgia, fake city. Uh, all right, fifty-two seventeen, guys. Carson Beck over three hundred yards. The rushing attack hit three hundred yards barely, barely. I say barely, right? As a joke, there. We've got a uh, James. James, what's going on? What's up, man? I. And people are just, I ask for cities like every week, right? And um, for some reason, I just got trolled this time because I'm by myself. We've got more cities rolling in uh, watching this here. Um, I'm glad you're here, James. Thank you. Because it was just turning into me just, I was going to name every city in the state of Georgia, I think, in the next couple of minutes. So uh, what's going on, man? You know, I think the, you know, national media and everyone, they kind of see what we've been talking about here, that Georgia's clearly the best team in the country. And well, none of us really care. I know Kirby doesn't care about the ranking, but I mean, Ole Miss, Missouri back to back, that's a 10 times better resume than Penn State and their high school offense and Notre Dame. Like, give me yeah. a break. Um, Boo and the 12 other dorks that do their little system for picking. I mean, I, I think it's pretty simple that Georgia is the number one ranked team in the in the country and everyone's starting to get healthy and you're seeing the the full squad with the O-line and running game all complement each other on offense. Yeah, I mean, this game at, at first, right, you you had it, what was it? It was 14-7, the end of into one, and then did it get tied up? 14-14. Yeah. And then after that, dogs pretty much pulled away. It, it looked like it was going to be a battle, and then defense kind of just locked in. Were you ever worried at any point in the game, James? No, because I've seen this. like It's like every other, every week, you know, that first drive scripted, they run it down our throats. We have some missed tackles, guys, just on the right spot. But, I mean, you've seen Kirby and Shu, they're on the whiteboard getting their adjustments. And it's kind of, you know, you've seen Alabama do that a lot this year at halftime. Georgia seems to, after those first three drives, really settle in. And then the defense looks totally different. Um, and, you know, you could see they weren't really throwing the ball over, got the edge a couple times, but really settled in. And everyone did their job. I mean, you even see corner getting beat, and we have a safety over the top. So it was really once they settled in, it was kind of snowballing downhill on Ole Miss after that. I said this. I think this was two weeks ago. I said Georgia's best game, and uh, I think it was against Florida. I said it's Georgia's best game. I don't think we'll see a better game out of them this year. Uh, Chris Garcy asked Paul, "Would you say this was the best game now?" Absolutely. Um, Sands the first couple of drives, but. I, I want to touch on this too, James. This team is a little different, and I, I feel like uh, Georgia fans, and I, I don't want to say spoiled because that, that kind of that's always a, a rude connotation that, that goes with that word, but I feel like Georgia fans are a little bit spoiled with the last two defenses where yeah. it was just like every time the defense went out there, if it wasn't a third and out, you're like, whoa, what's going on? Something's wrong. This defense, for whatever reason, we've had four games now, first offensive touch, for the, uh, the opposition is a touchdown. But but you can always count on the dogs to be able to regroup off of that. So it's it's one of those things where if anybody else had this defense, any other team in the country, they'd be like, 
Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. But there's, there's always going to be that cause for concern. I'm going to get your answer. I'm going to bring on Andy Stowe. Go ahead. What it's just, is it a spoiled thing? Is it the last two years being just so good? This defense is still good. They just hold, they just held old miss who is a very high potent offense. Jackson dart to 112 yards. Uh, mean, you know, I think it's just, you know, we have Kirby and seeing him, you know, he's a defensive guy and our defense has been so good. I mean, it still drives me nuts, but we need to start getting comfortable with, if we get in a shootout, I like our chances. I mean, this is the first time that we've seen the offense on this level and it's truly an offensive first team, which we're just not used to. And as much as it's going to drive us nuts, the offense is so much better than, and, and, and you know, I thought the offense was great last year with Stetson, but this is just, I think a whole another level. And, you know, if the defense is going to take them a little bit to get on track, well, I like our quarterback who just dissects everything. And now we have two running backs that, I mean, Kendall Milton, when he's healthy, you see a lot of business decisions made out there. And yeah. I, I like our yeah. chances with the offense, you know, selling everything in and then Kirby and Schumann get the boys on track and let's roll. Lump Dog says, Paul, I posted on the vent that I think Old Piss had 185 yards and 14 points after 20 minutes. The next 40, they had three points and 170 yards. Andy, after those first couple drives, I mean, you saw we were scared, right? We've, yeah. we've talked about this, me and you have, about uh, Pop, Dumas Johnson not being out there. We saw what C.J. Allen could do. Uh, kid, and you even text me during the game. You're like, see the next Roquan, the next Nakobe? Yeah. I think he's, you're onto something. Kids got good. like a he's got the it factor, and yeah. sometimes it takes a, this. It, it we know what this team is now. This team they've got to feel out the other offense, and if that means the other offense has to score in the first possession yeah. Yeah. To, to figure it out, and maybe even move the ball again on another possession, they're going to figure it out though. So there's never a sense of doubt, you know. No, I was I was never worried. Even if it were to go to a shootout, I didn't care. And you know, you mentioned um, you mentioned Carson Beck. Look at his running. I mean, he's like picking his spots, going getting the yards that we need, getting down. And you see where Jackson Dart didn't get down, and he may or may not be alive right now. And um, I mean, that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But like, like, why would you let two dudes that size just sandwich you? But um, but no, they like. Yeah, the defense stepped up big. This this may be the best the defense has looked all year, I think. Uh, the pressure that they were getting, and a lot of it was just the front three or four guys. They weren't blitzing. They were getting pressure from the defensive linemen. And if we yeah. can do that, and if you got 33 back there running sideline to sideline, that's when I sent you that message. I was like, oh, he may be the next Roquan or Nicobe. Because when he, he ran the – I think it was Quinshawn Juggins over on the left side. He ran him down and tackled him out of bounds. I was like, oh, that guy, he's different. So, Have either one of you guys seen the final stat book yet? Yeah, I'm looking Don't, at it right here. Oh, you are. Okay. Right, well, go ahead. Go ahead. I won't look. James, how many uh, how many tackles CJ have? My guess is a nine. He had nine. He led the team with nine. There you go. Yeah, so CJ Allen, true freshman, nine tackles, four solo. He had a sack, a tackle for loss. You had the interception by Javon. Dude, Javon Bullard is – like we talked about this earlier, how – uh, the Braves kind of missed having that dog, right? Yeah. That that guy, Javon Bullard, is that guy for this defense. We've yeah. we've, we've wondered about it. Who was going to be that guy? Javon Bullard is that guy uh, for for this defense. There's going to be some comments, you know, talking about Dalen Everett. Uh, not very good. There's there's definitely things we can overreact to, but the thing I think I'm overreacting towards the positive side. Yeah. Like. 
can this team be stopped? We now we've they dropped 52 on a top 10 ranked team. Well, think about it. Maybe they can get they can keep getting better. Like, what if the offensive line keeps getting healthier? What if Mims gets healthier? What if Brock Bowers gets healthier? And then Vlad, I, I did see that Dash posted. I don't know if it's legal to say what he posted on the board, but he said he said that no, Vlad said he's okay. good. Yeah, he said it, he um he said it was just a rolled ankle, but he's fine. So um he also said he could have gone back in. So we've heard Michael, that a lot. But. Michael Fowler says y'all are going to answer a lot answer a lot of football questions, but I have a serious problem. I'm too drunk to taste <laughs> this chicken. What's your advice? I don't know what to do with my hands, so that's yeah. all I know. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know, Mike. Uh, I I wouldn't probably be eating chicken if I was that drunk. Chicken bones, you can get choked on that. Don't don't choke the chicken, Mike. Don't choke the chicken. Right. What are we talking um, about now? <laughs> hey, James. Uh, I got other people lined up here, but I, I wanted to get your uh, last uh, last thought here. Any worry about this Tennessee team next week? I I, I think that was all lost against uh, Mizzou. But I also said last week Mizzou is probably the best team besides Georgia in the SEC. I would take them right now playing against Alabama, and they take them to the wire. I believe. Uh, it is a kneeling, though. Any cause for concern there? I mean, it's always tough place to play. I think we're the last team to beat them in Neyland. That was 2021. We ran them out of their house. So it's going to be closer than this game for sure. Maybe one game like last year where Kirby, you know, grinds it out. But I'm not concerned. Uh, My last thought that I'd have is uh, if I hear another person compare Lad to Hunter Renfro, I'm going to say Renfro's best year at Clemson doesn't even match Lad's worst year here at Georgia. And I'm going to keep pushing Tyler Lockett until I hear Mel Kuyper saying it um, on draft day. And that, Hunter Renfro was a good wide receiver in college. He was really good, but he don't have this explosion that Lad McConkey has. That dude, he can dance, man. He just stops on the dime and goes, he, he's good. He's elite. Yeah, when you said, when you said uh, Tyler Lockett, I was like, damn. James, props to you, my friend, because we are. Somebody is going to say it. And when they do say it, when they do say it, uh, it, we'll have to credit you. How's the baby? She's good. She's sleeping with mom right now. Nice, nice. Well, man, as always, James, I appreciate you leading us off, man. We'll talk to you soon. Take care, guys. See you next week. See you, man. Eddie, I see I'm going to bring on somebody we've never had before. We'll get him in here, and then I'll get you in, Eddie. Uh, Benjamin Wilson, what's up, man? Eddie, I see. I'm going to bring on somebody we've never had before. Oh, wait, I've, I've got a little. I've got to mute you, Ben, because you've got some uh, echoing there. Could you fix that, and then I'll get you back on. Um, it's it's bringing my voice back into it for whatever reason. So we'll we'll try to get you in there. That means, I guess, Eddie, you you really don't have to show us how rich you are with those big ass <laughs> windows behind you. That's unbelievable. Every this time is- he gets on a show, he's at a different spot of his house. It's either over I mean, the. the- Swimming pool or out there at the fireplace or the, those windows are incredible. They look great. Take are y'all done? Taking yeah, the pay cut. Done? You taking the pay cut to make eight hundred thousand a year? So you know <laughs> yeah. you just got to go with it. Hey Chase Langford, appreciate it. <laughs> says, might I say, Paul, the beard is coming in good right now, my friend. Jay Rabdog says I can hide chicken bones in the beard. So all right, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, Lee Go Downs from LJ, Georgia. I don't know if you caught the LJ. beginning of the show, guys, but um, I asked where yeah, I do it every show. I say, hey, let me know where you're watching you from. Go. I want to, you know, I want to shout you out. And then it just turned into everybody. I think I named every county in the state in the in the state of Georgia. Yeah, uh, I heard everybody so just going off with it. So. It's awesome. Hey, Eddie, uh, do you hey, have a name for your house, by the way? You know, it's like <laughs> 
I mean, hey, you know what? It's good to see you guys. I love going to talk about the dogs game. If you want to talk about my house, we can do another show on that. If you no, 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 that's a good one, Andy. Um, 52 17 here, Eddie. Um, I know you're probably you probably watch it in 4K 70 inch plasma. How did it look at uh, at your house? It was amazing, and and here's what I started thinking about. So you know, Lane went, and I don't know if Lane called the fake punt. That, that may have been the kicker at his discretion, but he he made he made that first down, and then I think there was a penalty or something that backed yeah. him up. Yeah, it was and then Lane hard. was going Lane was going forward on fourth and two from the, his own thirty five. You know what I realized after the game? This team makes you do things that are uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and Lane was having to pull out all the stops in the beginning throughout that game because. We make teams uncomfortable. He knew we were going to mow them over all night on the offensive line, and we totally dominated them. They could not stop us. I mean, we were getting eight, nine, ten yards a clip on the running game. It was unbelievable. They averaged eight point six as a team. Damn. Yeah, yeah they had three hundred yards rushing. Three three hundred yards rushing. If, if they're they rushing did. the ball for 300 yards, you might as well go ahead. I mean, I know Kirby's going to start cussing, but you might as well go ahead and lock that three-peat up. That was, that was, that's incredible. Justin Carter they did whatever said, they wanted. That's, that's Justin Carter said Georgia put up 611 yards on a team Alabama only put up 350 yards on, and Alabama fans are calling for their win already. Did Ala- Andy, Andy, stat check that for me. 350 yards, that's all they gave up? Uh, one second. That's all Alabama got against Old Miss. If that's the case, I mean, this, this was a statement game. Mm-hmm. Kirby, didn't, they didn't have to score that last touchdown. They wanted this was on primetime ESPN. And if you look at uh, who's on this playoff committee, they're not watching many games, but they're watching the primetime game on ESPN. Three fifty six. Yeah, three fifty six. That's how much Alabama put up against Ole Miss. Yeah. What was the final um, score? Yeah, the final score was twenty. Uh, I'm sorry, the um, final score was twenty four to ten. So, yeah, Eddie. Come I will on. say though, this is a different. It is a different Alabama team today than it was when that happened. Sure, sure. Teams evolve. Milrow is looking a lot better, I, and their defense is, is their defense is is back to where it was supposed where it typically is. So they are better, but. In the is there anybody? Are y'all scared of anyone? I guess did you, I guess y'all heard Kurt Kerbstreit yeah. say that Georgia was one A, Michigan was one B, and and um, Ohio State was three. If Michigan is one B, if that's the second best team or tied with Georgia, Georgia will steamroll that team. They do not want any part of that. Did they, you watch that Michigan game? Yeah, I yeah. did. I took yeah. a nap. Throw it the whole second half. Yeah, I, I didn't really take a nap, but it was putting me to sleep. So. Yeah, uh, this is a good question, Joshua Patterson. Now that we know that it's official, guys, the Georgia Bulldogs are your SEC East champions. Which, gosh, ten years ago, guys, I mean, we would be calling that from the rooftops. Yeah, uh, that's just another day at the office for Kirby Smart and this team. Not a not a big deal at all. Uh, you know, now the question is, can Georgia stop Jalen Milrow again? Kind of like what Andy said. And Eddie, this is a team that has evolved. So if you haven't watched Alabama in the last few weeks, this this team has evolved. They're starting to roll. Milrose finding his stride. Does his running ability, just like Joshua Patterson say, uh, does it bring out your inner Munson guys, or are you just not worried at this point? A, a little bit, but I will turn that around. I mean, it's a good question. I'll turn that around. Can Alabama stop us? It doesn't mm, look like anybody. That's in the, the question. Can stop us right that's now. the question. You know. <laughs> 
mean, I know Alabama's got a better interior line, better linebackers, Caleb Downs. I get all that. They're they're better. Okay, they just are. But I'm with Andy. I, nobody scares me right now. I mean, Kirby is now the best coach in college football. Mentally, and he he's he's been he outside of that outside of that second quarter going into halftime crap. I don't know what yeah, that, that was. That was yeah, terrible. That was maddening. Yeah, I don't know what that was, but no, Kirby's the he's the guy. He's well, the best. Carson running. was a little upset about that. Yeah, he, he was. Over, he yeah, looked towards the sideline. There was a what there the was a dirty word thrown in there. Yeah, he dropped the f bomb to Kirby, and which is a good yeah. thing. I, I don't and Kirby respects that. So, right, right, sticker. Right. Uh, let's bring in Jeremy Neighbors, guys. What's up, JN? Not much, guys. Man, I'm just about to hit like uh, what Andy was talking about. Uh, I'm not, I'm not so much overreacting about Georgia, but I'm ready to. I'm about ready to uh, smack these national media guys upside the head for, <laughs> for the hate they're giving Georgia while they're just just lap dogs for Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. This, I mean, I don't know if you saw it in the comments, but to me, Michigan is just a juiced up version of Kentucky. You Ooh. shut down their run game, and they're going to fold like a cheap tent. Ooh, I like that. I like. That. I mean, that's what they are. They have JJ strong- McCarthy can run though. He he can run around some, so he does give okay. that. So can Jackson Dart. How'd that work out tonight? Oh yeah, no. I'm saying I was talking about Kentucky and Devin Leary. Devin Leary doesn't really run, but no. I they can look Michigan. We saw it two years ago, and if they want to try it again, they're not gonna. It's not gonna end well. That Georgia will steamroll that team. That team they, does not want do any that, yeah. part of Athens. They they know it. They and, do well with us. Uh, they yeah they don't want they don't want to see us in a semifinal. Um, Ohio State, honestly, I'd still be a little more scared of Ohio State just because of their style of play. But again, their offense hasn't been as potent this year. Uh, Washington's still kind of been uh, sleepwalking a little bit since they're yeah, they, uh, winning they, over. They barely Oregon. won today. Barely uh, that won today. was a big win today. Uh, and I get people are saying Alabama's playing better. Honestly, Alabama might, you know, I don't want to, you know, look past Tennessee and Tech, but Bama's probably the toughest test. But, you know, they you know, they say, you know, Bama's playing well, but you know what? Hey, guess what? So are we. We're yeah. dangerous too. So. Yeah. Is, uh, Oregon the, is Oregon the scariest team right now? I mean. Oregon's maybe, tough. You know, you know, Coach Lanning's a few, you know, some maybe questionable decisions away from being that undefeated team instead of Washington. Yeah. Mm. Charles McDonald, appreciate the five dollars super sticker, man. We appreciate that a ton. Helps uh, Roddy buy us uh, new equipment and and pay me, so we appreciate that, guys. I got a question for you guys. Um, so, if we go up to Tennessee, win by twenty one, we beat Tech, uh, whatever. I'll say thirty points. We lose to Alabama in the SEC championship. How do you look at Georgia and keep them out of the playoffs after that resume? That's okay. So we, I was going to get to that later in the show, uh, but that is a possibility. I think you can keep them out uh, if they lose Alabama with the amount of te- if it started right now, the amount of teams. Now there are teams that have to play each other, Michigan, Ohio state. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, if Texas wins out, that's going to be tough too with their win. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, there, there's a lot of scenarios where there's a lot of stuff that has to happen. Sure. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, for the dogs, if they do end up slipping up against Alabama, it could be tough to for them to be one of those four teams because there's so many teams have lost early one losses. They could be their conference champions. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. I, I, yeah, I don't. I'm basically I don't think we can afford a loss. I just want to be like, what's his name? Uh, Tom Berenger and. Uh, Major League, there's only one thing to do: win the whole freaking thing. Yeah. yeah. 
Take them all. Win them all. Talking about Texas. Uh, they just won it. They just finished it off. 29-26 versus TCU. So, oh, they were up 26-6. to six. Yeah. They were up 26-6. to six. Damn, they let TCU back in this thing. I'm just yeah. going to – I'm on a little bit yeah. about the uh, the you know that just the teams you know people giving Georgia crap about their schedule, but how Penn State remained in the top ten after that atrocious showing against the Buckeyes a couple of weeks ago. That was awful. They like they have no explosive offense today. Just confirmed offense is dog shit. And Georgia just beat Missouri, and that team that win continues to look better and better. Missouri's possibly a top ten team, I think. Oh yeah, uh, Missouri would completely destroy Penn State. They would, they would I kill think, that I think team. They'd beat Penn State by seven. I think Tennessee would probably still beat Penn State by ten by double digits. We might see that in a bowl game, Jeremy. That might be a I bowl bet, game. I matchup. bet Missouri's kicking himself. They don't have this team next year. You would you like to play Missouri in the playoffs right oh, now? No, <laughs> heck no. Not and not that saying, they're a year early. <laughs> yeah, they are. You're right. You're right. Um, I gotta lose two of you because I've got more people. I gotta go. I gotta go. Hey, I'll go ahead and hop out. I've got about thirty minutes before I gotta feed a baby. So just wanted to hop on. See you, brother. Eddie, see you, brother. All right, guys, stay with me, Andy, because I don't like being here by myself. It's scary until Roddy gets Mm -hmm. here. Scared of the dark. Yeah, I'm scared of the dark. Uh, White Lewis. We're still doing the the cities right now. It's crazy. It's crazy, guys. I love it. What'd you say? Drew Aller went 10 for 22 for 70 yards. Didn't Ben didn't Ben say he was yeah. the dark horse like a Heisman? Sleeper. A sleeper. Yeah. He's asleep, all right. He's definitely sleeping. He's <laughs> right. Right. Uh Tom Royce says Mizzou will finish seventh this year. I could see it. I could see it. I really could. Uh let's get in Heath Fox. Heath, what's up, man? What's hey. going on, guys? How are you? How are you? Good, man. Good, man. I just heard y'all talking about, you know, all the all the things that could happen with us getting out of the playoffs. If y'all remember last year, TCU, I can't remember who they lost to in their bowl game. I think it was Kansas, Kansas State. State. Yeah, They lost to Kansas State and still ended up number four when Alabama beat um, – I can't remember who it was, but they won by 40, and I think they were five, But um, if I could remember that correctly. But, you know, there's a lot of things that's got to happen for us to get booted. But um, hopefully we go undefeated and don't have to worry about that. So, um, overall, the game was great tonight. I thought we played, obviously, a great game. I wrote some things down. Let's see. I love it. My man, man. a little man. Man. notes. How about this? Hang on. Let me Google. Okay. Prepared. A little more prepared this time. I love it. Um, if y'all were watching, our first third down was in with three minutes, three and a half minutes to go in the second quarter. We didn't punt the ball all of first half, all of the first half. We didn't punt not once. The difference between the offensive line this week and last week is unbelievably better this week than what we were last week. I mean, um, obviously Missouri's a tough team, but our offensive line looked like crap last week. Um, uh, Beck was thirteen for fifteen in the first half and ended up being eighteen for twenty-five with. 306 yards. Y'all were talking about it earlier. C.J. Allen stepped right in for Jonas Johnson. He's the guy. He's he's the man, man. I mean, he is the man. Um, But I I was – after the 14 points that Ole Miss scored, I love seeing how the defense just swarmed the ball. I mean, after, you know, a screen pass, run, whatever it would be, I've seen at least three or four red helmets 
on the ball. Well, did you hear Kirk Herbstreit? He kept saying, he's like, you can't do that to this team. He was like, these young guys are so fast. That's the, I'm CJ Allen, dude. He, a guy, I'm telling you, there was something different about him. And I love Pops and he, and he, his, you know, he's missed. He, we need that guy. CJ Allen. Absolutely. He, 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 Absolutely. he's more talented, Lane. He's, he's a more talented player. I'll give you that. Yeah. Right, but, but right now, Pops is still in the experience. But yes, CJ Allen is a guy. He is, I think he's about he, to be he's gonna that be dude. somebody. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be that guy. Uh Dart 10 for 17, 112 yards. Um the running back had 22 carries, only 75 yards. That's 3.4 yards a carry. Um and I also like seeing how Beck mixed it up so much. McConkey had four receptions, Lovett had four receptions, yes. Bowers three receptions, Ra Ra two, and eighty-one yards, seventy-seven yards, thirty thirty-four yards and fifty-four. Um Obviously, Ra Ra had 27 yards every. I mean, averaged 27 yards every catch, which is just unbelievable. I loved seeing him use his legs. Um, you know, obviously, him and Stetson are a total, complete different quarterback, but um, Stetson uses legs all the time. We've seen that. And I love seeing Carson Beck use his legs. You know what I love seeing, Heath? I love seeing you prepared, my brother. You just came with, uh, with the gospel, my friend. I appreciate it. Look at that. I Absolutely, mean, I, man. I can I can shut it off. You, you and Annie take it over, and and I'm good, man. Well, I do have a question. I, I do have a question. I want to ask him. What do you yeah, think sure. about Andrew Andrew Paul? Andrew Paul looks good to me. Like he's, I sent Paul and Eddie a text. I was like, whoa, as a we have an explosive back. I'm like that guy. He, is, he looks healthy. He, he looks awesome. I loved how good he looked. And that just—I mean—is he a fre- he's a freshman, ain't he? No, nah, he's a he's a red shirt, but he because he got hurt, he tore his ACL last okay. year. He was okay. we picked him up from was it Texas? He was a three star, and it was, was yeah, and it was a like a late like a late offer, and he, and he he came in, and a lot of people thought it was one of those like oh just got to get a back, and they were talking about him in spring. They were like oh this guy's good, and then he tore his ACL, but now he's fully healthy again, and you could tell the way he hits that oh, hole. Yeah. yeah, I like him a lot. Yeah, I do too. His explosiveness was. Unbelievable, and I, I I hope we use him more. You know, yeah. I hope we absolutely use him more, and that just gives us another weapon. Well, the only you thing know? is, though, we who do we take out? I mean, you're not going to take out De, uh, Dejon Edwards, and you're not going to take out Milton the way he's running. So not with Milton. yeah, not with yeah, no nine carries for 127 yards. Different dude. I mean, different unbelievable. dude. In, inside yeah. the inside the um, red zone, man, I give it to him every time. Every time, different guy. I, I think I what he's him. so what he's doing so much better now than what he's been doing in the previous years is he's not going down off of that first hit. He's running through guys, and instead, you know, before he was going down early, now he's just just pounding through them. So yeah, he looks yeah. good. Yeah, I can't remember what quarter it was. It might have been second or third. I think it might have been third. But dude, dude had him around the legs, and he just hopped up and kept going. Like ran another three or four extra yards. And that was yeah. just unbelievable. So. Great game. Well, Heath, man, I appreciate it. I've got some other folks waiting, and I've got the boss here, so I've got to bring him on. You know how that hey, goes. Absolutely. Love it as always, <laughs> guys. Y'all have a good weekend, and let's, kick, too, man. Uh, let's kick Tennessee's ass next week. Appreciate <laughs> it, brother. Good. Appreciate you coming <laughs> prepared. I'm, I'm waiting for you. Next week, I'm waiting. I, I need a full page of notes, Heath, okay? Hey, absolutely, man. We'll see <laughs> All right. We'll see, <laughs> see you, man. See you, man. All right, Andy. I appreciate you helping me, my friend. It was fun. No problem. Thanks for guiding me in the dark. There you go. There you go. That was Heath, man. He's the one guiding in the dart with all those with all those stats. Yeah, he was. He was. Now I just get Ryder to take us home.
Sounds Thanks, good. Andy. I'll see y'all. Y'all have a good one. I'm glad, and I'm glad I got home early, man. I was uh why's that? Oh, you just you just you were drinking. Oh you damn. Well no, dude. I was having all those uh flights. that's a lot. Is there something mixed in that? Amari, do not leave, Amari. I see you. Do not leave. I'm bringing you on. Yeah, that's not mixed. Dude, that's dude, just straight uh, bourbon. Of course it's straight bourbon. You Are you would. gonna be okay? Dude, hey, it, I'm home. I'm here, I'm here at the house. Look, there's the yes, stop. Drunk. We'll bring him on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amari, turn your camera back on. I wanted to bring you on. We've never had Amari on. He's 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 part of the family here at UGA Sports. Yeah, so. I love Amari. That dude's quick on his feet. You know, he's he's been I one we've been trying to get on for a long time. Uh, what a statement game for Georgia! Absolute yeah. ass kicking, top to bottom. I did not think it was going to go that way. I actually picked Georgia not to cover because I thought I'm like uh, eleven point. I saw him winning by like ten touchdown. And it was mainly I did not think Georgia's defense could do what it did. And after those first couple drives, well, first three drives, two scores, I'm like, huh, this is a this is a tough defense to stop for Ole Miss. But then Ole Miss kind of stopped themselves, and then Georgia backed off a little bit and uh, stopped. They realized that they wanted that uh, single – they want to attack a single guy one-on-one opposite Kamari Lasser, and Georgia just stopped giving it to them. So that kind of took away some of their fun. And – when your offense is just hammering, tonging your ass, I mean, just every time they get the ball, they score. Every time they get the ball, they score. Every time they get the ball, you score. That is a fantastic defense. You know, a good defense is a great offense. Four, four possessions, four touchdowns, 28 points. And I don't care who, how great you are on offense. If you look across this field and you think that that other team, every time they touch it, they're going to put it in the end zone, you make some stupid plays. And – Old Miss and Lane Kiffin and some of their players made stupid plays and penalties and the crowd was nuts and soup to nuts. That was an absolute butt kicking. One of the best I've ever seen. I mean, 70, a 50 burger on the number nine team in the country, a team that uh, a lot of people were saying the dark horse to make it into the uh, playoffs, you know, you know, to be in that discussion, they beat Georgia. They're sitting back. They don't even go to the SEC title game. They let, uh, Georgia or Tennessee play uh, Alabama. They don't even have to be a part of it. And then they're just sitting there with their, you know, one loss or whatever, uh, 11 and one at the end of the season going, hey, what about us? But no, that was ruined. And hey, Georgia's SEC East champs again. Lad McConkey's birthday, a just brutal, brutal game for Ole Miss to come in here and just get uh, a reality pill right up the woo And I'm just saying that was a, all the people that were doubting, myself included, who was doubting that the Georgia's defense could do that. And it looked bad without Dumas Johnson in there for the first few uh, drives. But, man, what a performance. Kicking game, Mike Bobo, the coach who calls, Schumann, his blitzes. You know, he sends two guys through both A-gaps, and they just get a huge stop on third down. I thought everybody helped. Equipment guys, yeah, just you name it. Uh, it was It was a brilliant game. I can't, uh, I can't wait for your helmet stickers. We better get some big donations because uh, – Something I mean, all of them. I'm looking yeah. for the where's my wheelbarrow because I brought a wheelbarrow with him. We're gonna give everybody a fucking helmet sticker, they're going to everybody. Um, Dane Young, how are you, yeah. sir? I'm well. Um, hey, I, I'm gonna capitulate here in a moment, but like, bring a Mario. You know what? Like, I'm gonna capitulate in a moment, you'll understand. Bring a Mario and get the take some pro in a minute. Oh, yeah. Cause there's a there's I'm just I'm telling you, Dane, and I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I, I, need, I need to go on Twitter, let everybody know to come tune in because it was about but to be. I this comment, high. this comment section has been waiting on you, my friend. 
Well, <laughs> I'm here. But I don't know if you want to be here, to be quite I, honest. I, I definitely want to be here. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Well, there's no one else I'd rather bring on the show right now. This guy has been uh, a backer of this YouTube channel f- since the beginning, I think, Roddy. Uh, yeah. Amari Carmichael, what's up, man? It. Hello, hello, hello. Holy man, shit. how's it going? <laughs> I'm good. He may have started the YouTube channel. I don't know. He might have. Yeah, I'm good. I, man, I told you about C.J. Allen. You did. I told you. He did. I told he did. You. you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad that Pops got hurt, but man, C.J. Allen's like the next Rokon Swift at Smith. Like he, he really is. And so, I mean, helmet stickers out to like everybody, man. Milton. See, no, like, see. <laughs> you can't do this, Amar. You can't do it. Like. You stingy ass, Antoine Sampson. I mean, who didn't show up tonight? Can you give me? Can you give me one guy? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. KC and Antoine, we appreciate the, the helmet maker support, man. We appreciate that, Thank guys. You, so much. Thank you. Yeah. Um, no, there's gonna. Okay, here's the thing, Omar. There's gonna, and we'll get into this later on in the show because we always overreact about something, right? And what I've seen in the comments, which the comment section has been going crazy tonight. We appreciate it. The first, I don't know if you caught the first part of the show, right? You're probably driving home. Yeah, I, I, I always ask for uh, cities where people are watching from, and I get like 10 or 15. You know, I shout them out. The first 10 minutes of the show is me shouting out cities. It's unbelievable. Oh, Everybody did it. Uh, so it was awesome. And we're still getting them because people are joining in late and they're watching from the beginning and they're commenting live. So it's pretty funny. Um, but where was I going with that? Oh, the the comments that I've seen, Dalen Everett, he seems to be the guy that uh, is, you know, everybody's stepchild right now. That's that's the that's the guy everybody's picking on in school is is Dalen Everett. Is it is it deserving? Probably not. Right. Uh, last week. Now, last week, it he he could have gotten his fair share and he did but you asked you know is there anybody out there that uh didn't show up i I would say no can you name somebody omari i mean you have to go into the history of georgia there's always been an established guy and then there's always been a rookie yeah and they've always picked on the rookie first so everett hasn't been the first rookie who are freshmen who has been picked on every well it's just, it's just common yeah, i mean are guys. you really going to go against Lasseter? Yeah. i mean if you see my post man he's i mean he's one of the goats of uga i mean but a couple years they ago they were, they were picking on Lasseter, omari just like you said they were picking on him a couple years ago because he was a yeah. fresh meat out there at corner yeah. did a you want to throw it against eric stokes right no. Yeah, but remember Tyson Campbell? They picked on Tyson. They did, and then he stepped up. I mean, it it it's going to happen. Everett's going to have his growing pains, and we're just having to live through them right now against Missouri and Ole Miss, who are you know fairly competent with good quarterbacks. We're just having to live through Everett's growing pains. We live through every other corner that Georgia's had that's been drafted in the first round, second round, third round. You know, there's a reason Kirby keeps playing him. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And you saw where Lasseter, I mean, they threw his way and he almost had that interception. Right. Right. I mean, and then they didn't really go his way. I mean, it's just the way history has been. 
I mean, the freshman always gets picked on. So how about that Javon Bullard interception? My God. Four seven eight, y'all. Dude, that that was the greatest bait and switch of all time. That was like, hey, look, I'm not even on the uh, field side hash. I'm in the middle of the field. I'm single high safety. You know, I'm, I'm just over here. Did the old uh, bird with the fake broken wing, you know, to try to draw you in? Like, oh, we, we got this. Then right. he just uh, turns into a damn eagle, flies over there, and he baits him into that throw. And, again, uh, I don't – think folks can fully comprehend it. I know I don't, but the chess match that was going on between those guys back and forth between the coaching staffs was, I mean, we only saw a 10th up. There was so much back and forth, you know, just trickery and formations and execution. And, uh, you know, you've been studying our tendencies. You expect us to do this. And when we line up at this formation on at this down and distance, we've already scouted ourselves. This is our tendency. We're going to fake what, look like we're doing what we normally do and they were to fake into something else. And it was just brilliant coaching on both sides. I mean, Hey, Lane got us a few times. He, he got Georgia multiple times. Kirby smart and Glenn Schumann and Mike Bobo got them 10 times more though. So just uh, we can talk, we can talk about the uh, players and what they did, but we got to give a shout out to that coaching staff because they had it uh, back to front. The only thing that I thought was just uh, confusing was or frustrating that last that last uh, series at the end of the half, you know, where Kirby just didn't want to, be, want to make sure that they didn't uh, all get the ball back uh, and maybe they blocked the uh, fake punt. But uh, Amari, when you see you in the comments, you always have a really uh, great uh, insight into the game. What changed? They're, they're moving down the field those first two drives, Ole Misses, and then Georgia's defense is like, right, that's enough of that bullshit. We're going to go score 30 something points on you guys. I mean, I feel like they. They like to give teams a little bit of hope. And <laughs> they're playing with their food. And yeah. Just crushes their soul. I mean, because the last what the last four games they scored a touchdown. Yeah. When, when, First drive. when has that ever happened in Kirby history? Uh, I would beg to say I'm not Dave McMahon, uh, who says he's watching from Missouri. So shout out to Dave. Uh, but I would beg to say that's never happened in Kirby's history at Georgia. And so they're all pumped up, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're going to score. And then Curry makes that adjustment. And did Dirt run for – do a Dirt. quarterback run for, like, 20 yards after he did? And he, he had a he had a 12-yard uh, was his longest rush, darts. Like, yeah. Lane took the ball. That's the start that they wanted, and they got it. Didn't matter. Yeah. Like, they just couldn't hang with Georgia beyond half a quarter. Yeah, no, they couldn't. Uh, shout out to Captain Guy Bob. It says Roddy and Dane, looking forward to the dogs beating Bo Nix for the fifth time. Catch y'all <laughs> next week. We appreciate that. There's more money for uh, Roddy's helmet stickers. So, uh, Dude, he already please. took care of us on the uh, watch-along show. Nice. So, well, that's for that's for Coach Don and, and all those beers you're drinking over there. So uh, you got to – Actually, free. the beer comes free. What we did is we upgraded our uh, headsets, which were great because Coach got into it tonight. I mean, there were some jokes and there were some yelling. And the mics we used to have, the, the lapel mics, if you yelled, it was too hot. And it yeah. would just kind of go to static. So now with those headset mics, the same ones that ESPN uses, you know, you can yell that it doesn't go – it doesn't fall apart. But it helps to have somebody on the board adjusting the volume – yeah, true. Yeah, a great producer would totally do that. I don't. Yeah, 
Uh, uh, Amari, there was a there was a thirty two million dollar man out there at tight end tonight, uh, and he looked he looked pretty good. He played. Man, what a guy! I mean, I don't know how many other players could have played like him. You know, yeah. I mean, he just had surgery. He came in. I was like, okay, he's going to be in for like one to two snaps, and Kirby's going to pull him. No, that wasn't the case. I mean, he did come out. He did come out in like that first second drive for a couple plays, and I thought it was going to be one of those like, oh, they're they're going to maybe play him sparingly, right? And then after that, it was like, nah, screw it. He's in there. He, he was in there the rest of the game. I don't know how he could have be up for the Heisman either. But, I mean, I know he's been out for a couple of games. But, man, if that dude's not the most valuable player in the country, I don't know who is. Yeah. So. Omari, we appreciate it, man. And more than you know, um, we really do. For you uh, being in the comments section and, and being there supporting us through all our shows, we, we really do appreciate it. I know I, I speak for Dane and Roddy uh, a ton because you're always in there. I used to come on here and just say, okay, let's just talk. And I'd be like, I uh, hope somebody tunes in. And it was just me and the camera. And here come Amari, and we just start going back and forth. I mean, it was uh, – and uh, Meredith and a few others would pop on and just made it fun. He was there when I made fun of Long County and got in so much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I mean – Where are you from? Long County. Well, that's a made-up place. Man, those people went nuts. There were some. There were definitely some made-up places tonight when I was shouting those out. I, I made sure to say that too. Nah, I'm from Loganville. Hey. There's All right. Now, now, now you, can first, the, you can get the, the hell out of the show, Amari. Okay? You know, I'm from Monroe. Okay? We're, you know, cross-town right now. Okay? Yeah. Now, but see, Amari was there when uh, you went up Georgia 20, and there wasn't shit there. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Mark, we appreciate it, man, so much. Thank you for calling in. All right, see y'all. We'll see you soon. Do a lot of people ask me about uh, uh, Julian Humphrey. Yeah, what you heard? What's the word? What we heard was that he had a broken clavicle. Yeah, he was holding. I guess that makes sense. When he was coming out the field, he was, he was holding his arm, and I thought it yeah. was the same type thing that uh, happened to Pop. But yeah. I guess he was just holding his arm in place for the broken collarbone again that's that was the initial word now you're you're getting, you're getting to report mid-game can be really tricky you know it's like uh that's what learning too yeah Is, I mean, those people are working you know if you get a georgia trainer who's going to stop what they're doing and text you in the middle of the game no so what you're doing is hearing from somebody within a support staff or in the stadium telling you what they heard and it you know it's a game of telephone by the time it gets up to uh, one of us, you know, he's his head was cut. You know, so. how, how long an uh, angle to a lost head? You know. How long are you out on a broken collarbone? Uh, quite some time. I mean, that yeah. would be that'd be minimum through. Not a ton of uh, blood flow there. It takes a while to come back, but yeah. Oh, Austin, Loganville High, Monroe sucks. All right, so Austin's also banned from the chat, guys. We're we're banning a lot of folks tonight. It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, I'm going to get these damn uh, Heritage High School sons of bitches in here. We're okay. Right, right. I saw Rockdale County's in here for you, Roddy. I didn't put it. There we go. My Rockdale County folks, they get they get they're in here for you. There you are, Brown, Rockdale County High School, baby. There you go. Um, Yeah, I would imagine RCHS. I would imagine broken collarbone. Your if it is that right probably done for the season i would assume um 
And you know what assuming does, though, Dane? Makes an ass out of you and me. And that is what you did for Carson Beck. Look at that. Roddy, you you cannot pay me enough for these transitions. I mean, damn, I'm good. That was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> Um, Mike over here, where everybody can hear me. All right, Dane. Um, it's yeah, time. It's come time. get your ass whooping, Dane. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You asked what the word capitulate meant, and uh, here's what the Google definition from I'm guessing this is Miriam. They don't have that word, Monroe. No, I've never East, heard that. I went to East Lawrence, bro. So if I could learn it, now they're both dumbass. Cease to resist an opponent or unwelcome demand, surrender. And uh, I think in the chat, someone said I drink bourbon like a like a woman, which I don't know yes. what that means. <laughs> I because mean, I've met a lot of women that drink a lot more bourbon than I do. It's they're the coming at you out, you know. I'm when telling you, drink. you Dane, I'm telling you, Dane, they're coming at you hard, brother. Totally I'm fine. It's it's well deserved. I said the first week. Yeah, grip it like it's trying to get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, break the glass in your hand. Ble make your hand bleed. That's how we know you drink like man. Uh, first week of the season, I came on this show and I said that Georgia cannot win a national championship with Carson Beck at quarterback. Mm -hmm. I had plenty of reasons and plenty of uh, people that I've talked to that had led me to come to that take. Carson Beck yeah. has proved all of that wrong. It's a horrendous take. Regardless of what happens over here, regardless if Georgia wins a title or Georgia does not win a title, it is proven at this point that this team is is fantastic. And he's playing very well and he's limiting mistakes. And he has proven me as wrong as can be. So I am here to chew on that L for the remainder of the show. I'm fine to take whatever chat punishment there is. I have Fiddler Bourbon beside me to help me get through that and stay warm on this kind of cold back deck. But look, he's he's been great and he's proven me wrong. Um, it, I can tell you all the things I heard at the beginning of the season doesn't matter anymore because at some point you prove your haters wrong. And Carson Beck, man, what a performance that was tonight. If that continues, Georgia will win a third straight national championship. Having Bowers, having McConkey, it all works together. The offensive line was fantastic tonight. The toughest test was last week against Missouri, and Beck helped Georgia get through that. And now you get on to Alabama. And there's a chance that you don't even have to win that game. Like, I think you probably will. Oh, I think you do. I think you do. I, I think you probably will. But just depending on what happens over the next couple of weeks, like, you may look at it and say, yeah, like, Georgia might could knock Alabama out, but Georgia's also going to have a lot of credit being back-to-back. -back. So we'll see. Georgia's going to want to win it just because Georgia wants to win everything. But, yeah, Carson Beck, he, he's been great. He is in the Heisman race, which I never thought was possible. And he might be in the hunt to go second, third-round quarterback if he wants to go that route. Didn't think any of that was possible either. So, yeah, totally wrong. Happens. Um, and so happy for that. Like, Bring it on, whatever. Look, um, I, I, I can see where you're going with that first game, right? But there's also a comment here. This is a very good comment. We put it up already, but Beck is good. The line makes him great. That line, and Beck even said it in, after the game. He was like, I'm not dirty. He's like, I, look at my jersey. The, and they panned out. The front said, I didn't was, get touched. Yeah, the, the front of it was, was brand new. The back of it from where he was sliding and stuff like that was dirty when he walked away. But the front looked like it, it was straight off the shelf. You know, the offensive line did a great job. I mean, I could, that, but I could also say receivers could have helped him out more today. He threw a dime for a back shoulder in the end zone. It wasn't caught for a touchdown. So, like, also it wasn't person hit one of his hands. That it, I mean, it hit his hands in a perfect window. Joshua Patterson gave 1999. He says for the overreaction crew, beer and bourbon fun. Donna's <laughs> got enough money to buy his own shit. Go dogs, Tank Tennessee, <laughs> and he doesn't drink. <laughs> so, true. We appreciate hey, Joshua, that. Uh, thank Joshua. you very much. We, we really uh, do, and man. folks, really uh, 
Now, nah, I'm not going to, I don't want to throw our Auburn, but our Auburn show does a slide like this, and they just keep throwing money at Jay Tate as if he's going to take his top off or something. I mean, they're right. that shit is I, think, I think he pockets all that stuff. But uh, <laughs> I, think it's just, I mentioned this on the, the, the Watch Along show. Basically, all these super chats we get, we put them back into the show. We, yeah, we do we not do. cash it out. It goes into equipment. It goes into cameras. It goes into microphones and stuff like that. So we, uh, we kind of joke about it. It's for helmet stickers. It's for gear. <laughs> Honest to God, we use every bit of it for gear. Jamie Bertram's 999. With the win over Ole Miss tonight, Georgia has won the last meeting against every Southeastern Conference opponent. Damn. But I should have paid, paid him 999 for that stat. Slight that caveat, because on like January 15th, Texas will now be on that list, and Georgia has not beaten Texas. So you but know they're, they're going to beat yet. the shit out of in the, in the playoffs. They're not on the list yet. Totally. It could happen in the playoffs. If not, it's going to happen in Austin next year. Hey, remember, Kirby lost to Ole Miss in year one. It was 31-0 at the half. I mean, he went into Ole Miss, and it was it was a beatdown. You know, Juan, Juwan Briscoe, uh, just all that stuff that went sideways. Uh, there was no way. I really should have picked Georgia to go over, but, I, I you know, I was – I was never worried about Georgia losing this game. I just I didn't think that they would score enough. I thought it'd be a, you know kind of a, a nip and tuck, nail biter kind of things towards the end, and that's the way it looked the first half, you know quarter and a half. But there's no way. Can you imagine any team being able to say we're zero and two against Kirby Smart or two and zero against Kirby? Yeah, Kirby's never beat this team. He's faced him twice. Come on. I just and again Lane Kiffin. They went back and forth when they were at Alabama. They you know would go good on good. And they'd give each other grief. And they were, I was hearing on Sports Center's game day where uh, Lane Kiffin would call stuff that wasn't in their normal rundown of plays just to try to beat Kirby in the good on good section at Alabama practices, you know. And uh, they, they, they got into it. Now they're friends, but they are hyper competitive. So you know that Kirby kind of gave him some shit at the end of the, uh, when they're going out there to shake hands. It's like, look, nah, bruh, ain't going to happen. Paul, um, I know you are popping in here, so I can slide out so other people can slide in. But I do want to leave. I mean, unless I, I'm happy to come back and you know talk about Carson Beck if people want, whatever. Um, but I want to leave you with an SEC quarterback stat that is not Carson Beck. Jaden Daniels was responsible for 606 yards against Florida. What? <laughs> Jaden Daniels was responsible for 606 yards against Florida. I am going to make that man an alligator suit. Yo, that man, that man just. I'm going to spin an alligator and give him an alligator jacket. 372 yards passing, 234 yards rushing. He just helped that me man win single my single handedly. Good he single handedly just helped me win my fantasy game. 62 points for Jaden Daniels, and we're in standard scoring. So that's uh, that's incredible. 372 passing, 234 rushing, three passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. I mean, if that clinches him in Heisman at the expense Damn. of Florida, I think that'll make this channel happy. Damn, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, let me get to the rest of these folks, Dane. I appreciate you as always, man. All right, text me if people need me to come back and sit yeah, on. Yeah, I'll text you for that. sure. Now for go sure. to bed and drink your uh, bourbon like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Pinky's out. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's bring in. Uh, let's bring in Junior. Junior, we're gonna have to get to you quick, but because we got some more folks, but we'll get to you real quick. Let's get you, Junior. What's up, man? Time. Hey, uh, first, I just want to say 600 yards. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, wow. Can y'all hear me good? I just want to make sure y'all can hear me good. Try to... it, it sounds a little odd, but we can hear you. So talk fast. My usual, 
my usual headphones. I forgot my charging pod at work okay. yesterday, so I'm in the backup. Okay. What's okay, yeah, we still get Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got you. I, I, still, I still have um, PTSD from freezing. So I have like notes because I don't usually watch the watch along show because whenever I watch the watch along show, coach always throws me off because coach would be like, oh, like I'm like looking, trying to figure things. Coach would be like, oh, this and this and this can happen. And then he throws me off. And he's right. So like I have to have you guys like two, three seconds behind to watch the watch along show so he don't interrupt me. But I have notes today. I have actual notes. All right. Hit him up. That's why I was like, you know, we you have, can wait. Yeah, Brent, Ben, and Gary waiting. So, I, but I want you to yeah, get that's all that's all I said. Just go that's fast. So, so, so I'm gonna hit the fast one. So, um, running back play, running back play. Like I like at the beginning of the season, we was like, this running back class that we have right now is subpar. This is not the skill level we're used to. Blah say blah say all that. Like everybody said it. If if you said you never said that, oh no, this running back class not the running back class Georgia used to, you're lying. Everybody said it. But I feel that this running back class is not exceptional, but it's a great running back class. And then another thing I'm gonna add to that, Cash Jones as a walk-on running back, I think he's gonna be the next Stephen Bennett as a running back. If he's actually put in the time and able to develop within the system with Georgia, Cash Jones could be the next walk-on. Oh, he's nothing. We're not worried about him and become, like, the greatest thing, like, number seven for Missouri. For what he did today, again, he could be the next that for Georgia if we get him time to develop. Um, Second, O-line play. This offensive line – the way the tackles guards was able to get to the second level today. Oh yeah. It, it because that's what it is. That like that's like pass protection, run blocking, all that is is taking care of that first. Like because every linebacker, every lineman at this position can take care of that first. Um, I can't think of the word. The the the, the first responsibility. Your first responsibility. This guy. Everybody can do that. It's can you do that, and then your second one, and we did that perfect today. Oh, yeah. I mean, they picked up a three that. technique and then went up to get the inside linebacker. At one point, I uh, saw uh, Micah Morris running downfield. He was leading a running back, and there was nobody to block. He was out in front of the running back. Yeah, I'm like this is insane, you know. And I think it might have been Cash Jones running behind him. It was lights out. So you're dead on. And again, uh, Carson Beck untouched. He had all day to throw, so the pass protection was there. There was no no pressures, no hurries that I could think of, and he was able to pick them apart. And uh, the running, Kendall Milton, get this, Paul. I know you have the stats there. One hundred twenty-seven yards. One hundred twenty-seven yards. How many carries do you think it would take to get one hundred twenty-seven yards? Probably about I don't know eighteen. He had nine. No, no, no. He He averaged. He averaged over ten. He averaged know, over 10 yards. This is a man who had – he touched yeah. the ball nine times at uh, almost 130 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, ran yeah. hard, ran with power. Uh, if you could run the ball – and, again, remember for Georgia's first three 
uh, drives. They ran the ball on first down to start all three drives. It was eight yards, nine yards, and seven yards. And you're like, yeah. Shit's over. So this game's done. You know, you're just going to kill them. All right. Well, what's your third thing there, Junior? All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go down these quick ones that I'm just, there's no discussion about. I just want to speak about um, that fake punt. I think, like, whenever they did that fake punt, I think that that fake punt wasn't called. I think that's a punter decision because um, if you think about it, before that fake punt, whenever we had that close, not running into the kicker, but roughing the kicker because they killed him on that play. And I thought that was coming back. But, um, like, it, the reason it didn't get called because he was out the tackle box. Yeah. And I feel that every time it's kind of close, he runs out there looking to see if he's covered. And if he's covered, he kicks it. If he's uncovered, they got his back to him, he takes it and run it. And I think that's what they're calling every single time whenever he's out for a punt. Smart smart play. I yeah. agree. Yeah, that's because now we got like a lot of these like guys that like run and kick it too. So I think like that's gonna happen a lot more as mm-hmm. like things progress, even in like the um NFL. All right, so we got that. Uh, another thing, we schedule. We don't have a week schedule. At the beginning of the year, I was one of the guys that said, oh, no, our schedule is weak. We're going to run through the schedule, and we're not going to get challenged until we get into the playoffs. And I was one of the guys. But as, like, the season prolonged, like, we – no, our schedule, we face people in the schedule. Yeah, like, this better. game yeah, – yeah, this game was a test. Um, Tennessee is going to be a test. Mizzou last week was a test. Like – these are top-ranked teams that we're playing. So you can't look at who we're playing and be like, oh, no, you didn't play nobody. No, yes, we are. They're ranked. We're playing ranked teams. They're ranked. Right. So, well, G- whatever. Junior, junior, amazing stuff, man. I appreciate the notes. I got to get to the rest of everybody else. They've been waiting yeah. as long as you have. So. Yeah. All That's right, man. Yeah. Yeah. But last thing, as I cut off, then leave it alone. Stop talking about Alabama. I'm not worried about Alabama. Not worried about yeah. Alabama. Not worried about it. Stop talking about it. Don't look forward to them. Whatever. We, we play, uh, we're looking at um, Tennessee. Where about Tennessee? Alabama. Well, if we get to Alabama, we're going to stump Alabama too. We ain't worried about them. He's right. Next week. Let's go. We'll see you soon, my friend. Thanks, Junior. He's right. Uh, Screw Alabama. We ain't, we ain't played them yet. We'll play him later, but Kirby Smart, he he's actually kind of asked about it. He's like, Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Holly Rowe asked, what him. about winning the SEC East? Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Best offense. This guy's at uh, Michael Bishop's asked this three times now. I think this is a good time to bring in uh, the doctor. He says, yeah, best let, let him answer that because in UGA he, history. You got new. I can't read the signs. I went, I went Christmas. Went with the Christmas theme. It's new signs. So yeah, follow la, 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 I see that. But what's the other one say? There's a, there's room for everyone on the nice list, even you, Paul. <sighs> Jeez. <laughs> well, this is the last time Brent will be on the show. So, so we, got, we got one guy that drinks bourbon like a woman. We got one that decorates like one. This is great. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, 
I went out Costco, Hobby Lobby today. Got a lot of got you know, I love new, it. I new love stuff, it. and you know, spent like three paychecks at Costco. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this the uh, is this the best offense in UGA history? I think it's the best set of weapons. Oh, okay. Like, so you're not answering the question, but you are answering the question. I, well, I mean, I, it's your best tight end. Okay. I think uh, it can be. One of your best wide receivers. That's. I think this okay. is. Okay. Go down the top, he's going to be going in as a top 20 wide out. Okay. That's. But saying he's one of the best and then saying top 20 is. That would be one of the best. They've been ah. playing football over 100 years. I guess. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I mean, if they win enough. the national championship, it will be because of the offense. And then after that happens then the answer to that question i think is a hundred percent yes because that's what this team is this team is a team that and that's what they want with all about in the game like it's it's how their season the remainder of their season should go because when their offense plays from ahead or when they play like that and they're attacking and they get the lead it plays to the strength of their defense which is coverage like and Dictating tempo and playing that way. And when you – by the way, the the way the injury situation has worked out, Brock's a unique one because he's obviously a super freak. But with Mims going out and then now coming back, Ladd going out early and allowing the – some, you know, Beck and Lovett, Beck, Rara, Beck and Rosemary Jack, you know, allowing some of that chemistry to happen. Now that you put it all together – OMG scary, like especially the offensive line part, because now it all falls into place. You have you're, le- you're, better left, you're better at left guard with that rotation. Yeah. And even if you take, you know, take out for a little bit, just give him a breather and play Fairchild and Morris. And trust is the perfect sort of experienced swing tackle, play both kind of guy. So did you did you see trust it? Did either one of you see? Because I had you know I watch for this stuff. You know I'm I'm a kind of a film don't lie type guy. Um, did either one of you see trust at left tackle? Yeah, I missed it. He played oh, left man. tackle. I thought didn't he, he? he was breaking all the time. But he hey, was well, going back and forth. Who told you he was playing at both tackle spots in practice? Yeah, I mean, look, I knew this. Okay, I guess we have to do this now. Um, I knew this was coming. The the I told you so's from Roddy. But they but listen 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 listen. They are very much well-deserved this week, sir. You kicked ass on the trail this week. Most of the time you say, I told you so. I'm like, okay, Roddy. Yeah, you know, here we go again. This week you absolutely kicked ass on the on the, uh, on the the breaking news. And congratulations to you. I had many people. My pharmacist asked me. Um, I mean, several people asked me, is Brock Bowers really starting? I, or, or they would say, because um, they know that I do this, right? They'd say, so I read something that Brock Bowers uh, is, is going to be playing. And I said, yeah, um, we broke that news at UJSports.com. Uh, you should come be a member. <laughs> um, Good job by so you. Congratulations to you, sir. That was uh, a hell of a um, – because you, you put your nuts out there because that was a uh, – yeah. There's, there's only one other time, and I, I'm trying to remember when it was, because um, I was working for you at the time, and you did this. And I was like, oh, dear God, Roddy. Like uh, when I thought Seth Benham was going to start, it would, or yeah, or it might have been. Um, was it? 
No, it wasn't about it because I wasn't working here yet. It might, yeah, it was I broke that one too. So it was Stetson Bennett when you said Stetson starting, and I, and we were all like, "Dear God, I hope you're right." And yeah. uh, congrats to you. So yeah, well, hell, hell of a break. Is that my my point is with it goes with what Brent's talking about. You had a situation where you got seven offensive linemen. You can put trust on either side, and he he does well. They won. When I wrote my column, you were without Brock Bowers and Amaris Mims, two top 15 players in the in the NFL draft. These guys are going to go in the top 15 picks. You played multiple games without them, and you still won. Most teams can't say they have two top 15 picks. There's nobody could say, hey, we're at, without our two top 15 picks, and we're still kicking everybody's ass. We go down and we beat Florida. We beat a ranked Missouri team. Then those guys come back. And Truss has had to work out at uh, right tackle. And Micah Morris and Dylan Fairchild have had to work out at left guard. Dylan Fairchild does not give up pressures. Micah Morris runs people over. He was actually wearing the uh, number 77 jersey today, which is voted on by his fellow players and his coaches as being who having the best week of practice. You don't just get it because it's your turn in the rotation. That is a huge honor for him. And he's able to wear the uh, Devin Willett jersey. Huge. And then, uh, I mean, you, you nailed it by – saying, look, you have 19 and 84, Brock Bowers and Lad McConkey on the same side. If you're a safety, you're just in hell because you're like, well, okay, that uh, square out route, I got that, but then there's a crossing. Who do I go with? And you saw that first score where three guys converged on Brock Bowers, leaving Lad McConkey wide-ass open, you know, on that uh, – I don't even know what the route was there, maybe a flag or something. I couldn't no, – post. Post. Yeah. Post was just, he went up and then cut over so hard. Yeah, it was just, but it was beautiful. Hey, touchdown. Uh, everyone just kind of falls for it. So when I wrote my call this week, I'm like, this this could be like the amalgamation, you know, getting those guys together. And then we said, hey, Rara and Dominic, this they're phenomenal. They're, they could have a big game, and you could have some power rushing by Kendall Milton. So all of a sudden, you're like, okay, we got to stop. And it's the same thing with Ole Miss. Well, we got to stop their wide receivers. Okay, you can stop the wide receivers, but then the running backs are going to kill you. Okay, we got to stop the run. Well, then they're just going to pick you apart in the air. And then if, if for somehow you are just a damn defensive savant, and you can call that, what did we see today for 30 yards from a certain quarterback, Brent Rollins? <laughs> when, when, when the chips were down and the play didn't work like it wanted to, did you see any Carson Beck running down the field just saying, hey, I learned this from from Stetson. I loved it. I'm thinking this – and I'm thinking this is this offense is the best defense because those other defenses are like shit. I mean, you know? it's, we've talked about that all season. How he doesn't have to be a threat with his legs, but no. when it's there, especially on the money down, like yep. it was against Mizzou, like you got to take it. And and he's he got so much more comfortable. And he and was like hey, early he in the season. Early season, yeah. he would take it, was, it quickly and not yeah. let the rush pass get past him now he's feeling that and he's great with a foot from a footwork perspective just sl sliding in the pocket a little bit and now he's doing that and letting the rush get past him just and the coaching part is like the part that i wrote about because you think about what james franklin makes what mark stoops makes and what just an entire world that you know we spend all this time on football it's their job yeah. Like, they do one thing that football and like sometimes it's one position or it's one position it's 
it's like offense only, not 60 offense to 80 hours a week, like, you know, sleeping at the office, all that sort of stuff. And they just fumble all over themselves constantly. Penn State's offense, like there are youth football offenses that are more diverse and better than Penn State's offense. Like yeah, just hey, period. Terrible. Terrible. And how, how much is uh, Pete Georgia, Golden making it Ole Miss? I'll find out. But Georgia is just so far ahead and shoulders above from a – Staff, like whole staff standpoint, that that's what you almost bet on. You bet on them figuring out. Now, much like Missouri, and then obviously the S, what the SEC championship is going to be like with Alabama, when you have players at premium positions, you're going to give them a game. Yeah. Edge rusher, corner, you know, QB wide receiver, like you're going to give them the game. But if not, if you aren't elite in those positions, those premium positions, they're going to figure you out. And what Bobo's doing right now, like think about, and this is the other thing, think about how hard it is to be Carson Beck right now. Yeah. It's actually not. It's just here. Like if he yeah. plays the mental game well, there are open receivers almost Everywhere. every single yeah. play. Well, and he, he also gets in the right play. Yes, yes, he's he's does phenomenal with that. And like I said, if he just if he plays the mental game that they've worked on, they've practiced, they've prepared, they've game planned, all that, he plays the mental game well. It, it's unreal of how good the offensive to, coaching staff is right now. I wish the coaches would give out this stat to the general public. How many times he got us in the right play? Kirby said in the post-game press conference when he was asked about the offense, 611 yards of total offense. Yep. Yep. 10 yards of play. That, that, that's mind-boggling, okay? So you just you roll right over him, and you're going up against Pete Golding, the former Alabama defensive coordinator, who just, you know, had, had no clue. And he, some decent players over there. Uh, you know the best part about – and someone's talking about you know, Mike Bobo, saying we're not going to fire Mike Bobo. This is a guy who's putting up some crazy numbers. Uh this is without Arian Smith. They haven't thrown a deep shot to Arian on that go route that he's capable of hitting. He's dropped a few of them, but even that, that's kind of missing. Uh, best part about all this is Auburn's paying for it. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, Auburn's uh, paying Mike Bobo's salary. Or part of sa- you you so, asked for hey, – Thanks, guys. <laughs> you asked for uh, salaries, Pete Golding. Yeah. Making one point nine million this year, two million next year, and two point one in the ensuing years after until twenty twenty six. That's crazy. I don't think uh, I, I get think it. You're, a, you're doing it with Ole Miss players, but damn, two mil for Pete Golding is a insane. Yeah, <laughs> fifty burger on on a coach making two mil. That's tough, Brent. That's tough. Dude, it's and I think you think back to twenty nineteen. Like think back to twenty nineteen and how much. Like people wanted to do that with uh, Coley, yeah. Like, but he he did he brought some things to the table. But then you go to Munkin. Well, then twenty twenty, you get the true. I think in twenty twenty, you got true Todd Munkin more than any year, because that you had COVID, and it's like, hey, I'm going to call my offense. And what was it? It was drop back passing. It was t- average depth of target twelve yards. It wasn't what college offense is. And then you bring in Buster Faulkner. Then you bring in all these other people that you bring sort of the college world of it and you bring in that and like what you do now, like you bring in these college minds to mix with the pro passing game. Then you bring in Bobo who now blends all that together. Like 
the decisions from that standpoint have just, to me, elevated this offense to other levels where it, it, it can play and be the dominant force of the team. It can play in a shootout. It like, and both be power, but also explosive. Like that's, that's what you want. And I think that's True. what Kirby ultimately wanted. And he got it with the blending of all those minds and that's hiring. That's leadership. That's oh, all yeah, that. I, I agree hundred percent. So answer me this first three drives for Ole Miss zoom down the field. Score on two of them. Turnover on downs on the on the second one. They look great. Then Georgia scores 31 unanswered. Yep. What changed? I actually think Ole Miss changed more than Georgia changed. That's my – I asked Coach Don the same thing on the air. I'm like, Coach, what, what happened? Did Georgia make adjustments? He's like, not really the adjustments, you know. We they stopped gave, running Q counter. The, they stopped running misdirection. They, they went away from what was giving them all the – Positive. He said they screwed up a lot. No, didn't, like, yes. didn't, didn't, didn't Auburn do the same thing? Auburn did the same thing. They oh, went yeah. away from Hey, let's stop running bit. Robbie Ashford on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop running the QB run. Uh, Mizzou kind of went away from it. Mizzou had really good success with, you know, Russian Brady Cook. Uh, and they, they kind of went away from that once they. Well, Jordan put a spy on him to stop that. Right. That one, I think, was more schematically changed. And I think that's why their running game and the latter part of the game was better was because of the attention paid there, especially on early downs. But no, I, I think like, that was like the two, the differences in the head coaches to me were vast in this game because even just his talking before the game of, you know, oh, you know, nothing to lose. Like, right, Paul, Paul wants to start up some shit. That's just no. And, and his team, the team just looked like they were kind of like, Oh, we tried. Oh, well, yeah. Darn, let's just yeah. do what we normally do now, as opposed to like consistently, like that vibe just was yeah. evident to me. And it was oh, yeah, well, on that third down. It, and if you're an Ole Miss fan, I'd be very frustrated watching that. This uh, Paul Dooringer says, uh, let's bring on, let's bring on Choppy. Or actually, no, we'll wait, Choppy. One second. I want to bring on Gary. But uh, I'm talking about Gary's the. On this too. Yeah, let's bring I, on Gary. Then. I agreed with it. I know Roddy wasn't happy with it, but I agree with the end of the Gary, what's up, man? Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Man, Yay! doing better than I've, now that I've seen you. Hey, Roddy, I got a question for you. Same question you always answer, ask me every week. What's your what's the two best uh, offensive and de- – one best offensive and defensive player tonight? Best offensive player tonight? Ooh, that's tough. Because yeah, I'm just let's, I'm just starting with offense. Thinking of all the great uh, guys that kind of tore it up, I got to go. Kendall Milton. Oh yeah, 27 yards, two touchdowns, just nine carries. If he'd had 30 carries, it's like okay. Well, let's look at uh, remember Carson Beck, 305 yards, two touchdowns, uh, one. And I hate giving him the INT when it hits a guy in the hands and bounces out. That's kind of sketchy. You know, I hate that. To me, that should be a tip ball. It shouldn't even count as an INT. Uh, so PFF exists, by the way, Ronnie. Don't yeah, I know. Or the uh, <laughs> uh, Lad McConkey doing what he did, or oh, give it to an offensive lineman. You know, give it to uh, Micah Morris or something like that. But then uh, defensively, Javon Bullard. Yeah, was Bullard. That, Bullard was, was is a, is a man. Right I mean, not only the INT, the baiting, the uh, throw into the INT. But the tackles, this was a game, if you're going to stop Ole Miss offense, and, and again, if you, you read my 3-2-1, I'm sure the first question I had was, how do you stop the Ole Miss offense? It's a juggernaut. 
They they got the two of the top ten receivers in the SEC. They got the best running back in the SEC, one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. They get a lot of turnovers. They score a lot. They put up points. This is a offensive team that's really hard to stop, and they kind of stop themselves. But Javon Bullard said, "Screw this! I'm gonna stop them. Uh, you want to run a stretch zone? I, I'll stop you there. Quarterback zone, I mean, quarterback r- called run. I'm gonna stop you." Uh, you're going to throw it. I'm going to stop you. I thought Javon Bullard was every damn where. And maybe C.J. Allen for a guy. He got burned a little bit early on. But as a true freshman, having a call, go up, getting the call against that offense, C.J. Allen was everywhere. So those would be, those would be my two, Gary. Think I, don't, the- I don't know if y'all might have missed my comment, but y'all was asking about uh, what the doctor sign says. I said, uh, I said that Michigan t- can tell you what they says. <laughs> yeah i can't read that sign behind you brent i'm gonna call up michigan get oh, yeah. uh, connor stallions he'll, he'll he'll get her signs for he's you got the, he's got the glasses with the little camera in them right he's really- yeah that's 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 crazy what do you that's think awesome. about all that gary you brought that up what do you, what do you think is going to happen to harbaugh and those guys they ain't gonna do nothing <laughs> they're gonna appeal it and they're gonna give in to it but truthfully speaking if this was twenty years ago, they would they'd be on probation. You're right. Ooh. Yeah. No, yeah. twenty years ago. Hey, perfect example. What did uh, Mark Rick say when he came and announced yeah. that bowling thing? He's yeah. like, uh, deny, he deny, said, deny. He said, lie and deny, lie and deny, and then then maybe three years from now they'll say that uh, you you forfeit your eligibility or something like that. You know, he's like, man. You, Going along and, and punishing yourself before the NCAA punish you is pointless nowadays. And I think Gary might be right. They're like, oh, well, they suspended the coach. Well, it's, so, it's, it's so also- if he appeals it or gets a judge to get a temporary restraining order, then he's back. He coaches, he wins. And they're like, look, hey, we suspended the guy. The court overturned it. Can't blame us anymore. Gary's been around. He understands how this that, shit works. They, they still don't want none of Georgia. What did I tell y'all last, uh, two weeks ago? Before the uh, after the uh, a couple weeks ago, whenever it was, I told y'all to take Georgia against the field in, and that was before this game. That was after the Florida game. It was, it was. This is what I was going to say. There's too much money in it now. There's too much money in it now for for something to happen to Michigan. But now, if Michigan had lost today, I think they probably they would have brought down the hammer, right? But now that Michigan's won, they're like, okay, damn, like we gotta. We can't we can't throw Harbaugh out right now. You know, there's there's too much money. Like, what if this team goes well, undefeated? But here's the thing: they ain't gonna go down undefeated. undefeated. It's okay. As long they as they get, get one team into the playoffs, they're okay. That they got they got beat by TCU last year, the luckiest team in the history of the world. Come on now, they ain't gonna go undefeated. They don't um, want none of Georgia. If they get Georgia, it'll be. 35 to 7 like it was two years ago, whatever the dig on score was. I think they're beating Ohio State though. Really? I, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's hard. I thought come on, Gary. You gotta give us a prediction on that one, baby. Ohio yeah, State, we, Michigan. Who's making the playoffs? Come well, on. I was completely wrong because I picked Penn State and I was wrong about that. Ooh. But yeah, still, but Mary. but still, I think I think maybe they're a year or two, maybe Penn State a year or two away. They're always a year or two away. But, but, truthfully speaking, if it a few plays here and there in each one of them games, Penn State would have beat both of them. 
Mm. I don't know. Penn State's a coach away. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe. Man, you got you got to think they're killing themselves. We're paying this guy nine million dollars. Right. Hey, Gary. Before we let you go and bring on Chubby Bachman, because hey, we, we have gotta, we, we got Gary's thoughts, man. Yeah, we got to get. That's what I was gonna say. We need we need his thoughts. Thoughts about what? This fifty-two seventeen game. Like I said, a helmet sticker to the offensive line, the whole offensive line, and whole defensive line. And you know what? What's the award that they give at the end of the season for the offensive line? Michigan got it the last couple years in a row. The Joe Moore Award. The Joe Moore Award. The hell with the Joe Moore Award. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to bring back out of retirement. The junkyard dolls and just put it up there on that offense line and say the hell with the Joe Moore Award. What about the Gary Gilbert Award? I'm telling you, I guess so. <laughs> because I I love that 95% of football games is is worn in between the trenches. And our offensive and defensive line played a hell of a game tonight. Yeah. And if we play like that. The rest of the season, they ain't nobody beating us. Period. There you go. I think I think Gary's dead on. Gary, we appreciate you more than you know, man. First time you called in, I was like, I don't know about this guy. And every week you just you grow on me like a fungus. And it just I love it. You just you just keep growing on me. And I appreciate you. Well, I love I love football, man. I love Georgia ball. I love high school ball. I love I don't too much do NFL anymore. But I love me some foot, some 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 college football, and uh, Oregon is up nineteen to seven right now. Just to let y'all know. Oh, appreciate thank you. That. I, I, I did not know. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, hey, folks, keep us going on in the comments there because that's what we're reading. So, if somebody scores, y'all need to let us know. Antoine, come on. Well, yeah. uh, Oregon just hit the field goal, so it's twenty-two to seven. There we go. Live analysis from go go w fighting Dan Landings from Double G. <laughs> hey, would that be a hell of a game if we had if we had uh Oregon versus Georgia for the national championship? Is that what you said? Bro? Somebody predicted that in our preseason. Yeah, you have show. you have yeah you got Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, and FSU. I still got. I still got well, I feel pretty good about that right now too. Two weeks ago, we were talking about Georgia and FSU, but I don't know. Oregon is – I'm not scared of nobody, but I think the toughest team right now is Oregon. And oh, uh, trying to and Oregon and Washington play again, Oregon going to whip that ass. Sorry, my, sorry about my language, but they're just going to whip that ass. It's okay. It's not like all the F-bombs Brent's been dropping. <laughs> yeah. Me and the but, Michigan coach. Hey Gary, before before we let you go, what uh your you said your high school football? Any of your uh, teams down there make it past the first round of the playoffs? Well, uh, like I told you, uh, we we in uh region one, uh, uh, sit say we won. We blanked the team that we played. Thomas County we? Central did. Thomas we? County Central. Oh man! So you're Thomas County Central. That's your team. Yes. Hey, okay. those, those, those do play ball, man. And we rank, we rank number one in 6A right now. And uh, every team in our region won, but uh, but but Northside Warner Robins. They lost. Well, that is a tough region. That is a very tough region down there. 
that hey, people say people say that's the toughest region in high school in Georgia high school football period over all re, all classifications. It could be. It's a tough region down there. Not as tough as you though, Gary. We appreciate you calling in, man. Oh, uh, you I appreciate y'all letting me come run my mouth a little bit. Hey, we'll <laughs> see you next week after uh, after t- oh before we let you go, real quick. Score prediction, Tennessee, Georgia. Give it to me. Oh, uh, Missouri whipped that ass today. So, uh, they did. <laughs> it's going to be in Tennessee. So, I'm going to say 40 to 14. Ooh. I, that's, that's not bad. That's not a bad it's little 2021, thing. basically. Dude, I <laughs> yeah, I think that might be dead on. We appreciate it, Gary. Uh, y'all have a good night, guys. Y'all be blessed. You too, Thank brother. You. you know, Gary's point about the offensive line, right? Think how much yards before contact happened. Like, Kendall Milton on the two long runs wasn't touched. <laughs> like, one, he didn't get touched with it. He scored. The other – it was what forty something yards down the field. Was that the same on Dejan's uh, first touchdown? Uh, I don't think he was touched. Yes, no. Like I think there'll be a season high in yards before contact. Uh, yeah, from this for game, sure. Very much uh, sure. I do want to stay on the offensive line. You know, big. I, I love the big guys up front, uh, but someone's asking about Lad McConkey. Our own Anthony Dasher spoke to him, talked to Lad, asked him what happened, and. Uh, Apparently, Lad said he just rolled his ankle, and yes, he could have gone back in. And that's <laughs> Anthony Dasher and Lad McConkey saying yes, he could have gone back in instead of the Kirby Smart saying yes, he could have gone back in when his leg was actually amputated. Kirby always yeah. says guys can go back in, and it's not always true. You know what's funny is uh, Holly Rowe, which I, I love Holly. She does a great job sideline reporting. She uh, she said, they're like, can you give us an update on Lad? And they're like, yeah, he's over to the sideline now, and he's got blood running down his calf. <laughs> and uh, – uh Fowler was like, that's a description. Um, maybe you can update us a little bit more after that. So from blood running down his calf to now an ankle, it doesn't make sense. It's a bloody it. game, man. So that's I get it. Yeah. Antoine knows Holly's my girl. Yeah. Love, love Holly Rowe. She's one yes. of the best sideline reporters. Very I think. professional, always. Yeah. There is a, and I've worked with a lot of sideline reporters. A lot of them would call me before coming to a Georgia game, like, hey. What, who do I need to ask? You know, what, what what's going on with such and such? And not not Holly. She's never done that. She's way above my league. But some of the new people trying to break into the business. And what bugs me about certain sideline reporters, male and female, uh, from in the nineties, two thousand, whatever, is they try to make it about them instead of the game. And they're like, look at me here on the sideline talking to Aga. You know, I'm like, no, that's that's not helping my understanding of the game. Did you but see Holly, Kirby's? Yeah. She goes in there and dives into the middle of these sidelines, like, what's going on with your quarterback? You know, and she gives hard, you know, reporting from the sidelines. And she's another person out there gathering information, not doing uh, sketch comedy on the sidelines. Like, look at these signs. You know, I'm like, God, yeah. you're just driving me crazy. It's not for entertainment, it's for news. And that's why she's, I respect her. Did you see Kirby pregame when she asked him about? Like, how are you going to do this with your true freshman linebacker? He says, he's like, well, we've practiced a lot. <laughs> Almost but like, again, I hope we're going to do okay. We'll see. Right. Hey, <laughs> speaking of, uh, what do you think of those freshman linebackers? 
I mean, CJ Allen was beyond you know, impressive. And that's yeah. – it's just anytime you see somebody – Paul doesn't want to give him a helmet sticker. What? Paul said no helmet stickers for him. That was literally who I was – no, actually, I was going to give another one to my boy, Ty Keith. See, but, I told you. I'm uh, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. But, no, but anything you, you see guys play early like that, you know they are very strong here. Like, yeah. you don't play early at this school – without being hyper-intelligent or just the freakest, you know, athlete on planet Earth. But a la Damon Wilson. He, like, he sh- he's just, he should play more. <laughs> but, you know, that's, he knows his role. His role as a third-down rusher is going to, you know, he, like, even his bull rush, like, power rush, speed to power rush in the one rep that I remember seeing him uh, was really good. But Starks play on the third down, I think that Dart ended up throwing the ball away. It was one of the third, first third downs that they you know got him off the field. Starks and Tyke communicating. Starks has the outbreaking route. Tyke gets the tight end going up the seam, and Starks slides through this little of crack and gets instant outside leverage on the out route. Like if he doesn't make that play, like the out route is kind of open. You know, you make good throw there, they're rolling that kind of thing. It's the strength of their team is the secondary, at least defensively, and it's. That's that's a good thing for moving forward, I think. I said it before the season started, the secondary would be better this year than it was last year, even though you're losing Chris Smith and Keely Ringo. Because moving Javon Bullard back to safety, mm-hmm. that is, that's that's a win. So him and Malachi Starks are lights out. Kamari Lasser is Kamari Lasser. Didn't know who's going to win the other cornerback position, but I thought that Tyke Smith would be good at start. I did not realize Tyke Smith would be four interceptions good at start. Uh, strong against the run, good at start. Uh, blitzing off the edge, getting sacks, good at start. He lit him up today. He was everywhere. That's another guy we can give it to. If Paul doesn't, you know, get all grinchy on us, it's his uh, ability to deal with offensive tackles. Because in essence, oftentimes plays outside linebacker. Time. And by the way, CK three Julian Humph- like Julian Humphrey. I think the permanent switch was happening. Like oh, I think I thought that was really? I think that was the really the, yes that's and I wrote oh, that I thought I thought the man. permanent switch was happening and then he gets hurt and I was just like oh that just I hate that for the kid oh dude did, did we ever did anybody see if Kirby Smart said anything about it in the post game Mr Bishop here says clavicle likely out for the season but who knows well, I, mean, I, I haven't seen it I broke that news but I'm not sure. I wanted yes. to see if Kirby said the same thing because I didn't yeah. get it from Kirby mid game because like I said and and you know short. Short memory, Mr. Everett, because you're about to get picked on big time next week, next the rest of the season. Speaking again, again, well, he's he, that's the weakest link in your secondary. But I don't think the defensive line has played up to what we expected. And the linebacking has been good and bad. Um, not I don't want to say bad, but I mean it's it's I, Smile Mondon has been fantastic. They're built uh, for might, certain teams more so than other teams, I think. Yeah, Jamas Johnson will miss on one play and then go get a sack. You know, so he he's been pretty good. He's and everybody that's crapping on uh, Dumas Johnson, you saw what happens when he's out. So I that's that. why that's that. why he's your leader. Uh, but he's they're not Roquan, they're not Nicobe Dean. They're still really really good. But I'm a little little disappointed in the defensive front. We thought they were going to see a little bit more. Again, losing Jalen Carter, generational player. But the way everybody was talking in the program about the defensive line, I expected a little more from those guys and not, you know, 
better gap fits, better uh, getting off blocks. Uh, but it said the secondary was going to be better than last year, and the secondary has been phenomenal. So someone said that Kirby said it was a stinger. Is that a Humphrey thing? I don't know. No way. Really? I, I, I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to read. I've been typing my own stuff. Haven't been able that, to would read. Be, that would be that would be a Kirby thing, though. We hear it's a broken clavicle, and he says it's a stinger. So I, I could actually see that. Um, Antoine gave a uh, – oh, Brent, you out? Yes. I hear the dog. I got to let the dog out. So. All right, dog. And, and hit the, hit or, the, or it's going to poop yeah. on the floor. Is that one of your signs <laughs> behind you? Let the dog out when it starts whining? No, you yes. got to tell me what the, what's the green one say. I can't read it. Uh, so it says it's not what's under the tree that matters. It's who's around it. Charlie Brown. Dear Park. God. Yeah. Um. <laughs> hey, Christmas is awesome, and we love Christmas at this house. Mm. Yeah, I love Christmas, too. The lights will be up out on the house soon, as soon as the guy comes and puts them up. Hey, well, call me. I can get you a better deal. All right. But, Brent, hey, do you know the answer to Antoine's question? I will do that. Yeah, man. I do. I do. I'll get to it. Yeah. See All right, man. Yeah. Uh, so Antoine said uh, he gave us five dollars for this, and I appreciate it because I was going to answer it for free, and I, then I saw the five dollars, so I appreciate it, Antoine. Um, <laughs> you money grubbing son of a bitch! <laughs> I was. Somebody else asked, and I was going to click on it. And I was like, you know what? I saw Antoine gave some money. Let me go see what he asked. And he asked. We well, have to question. give Antoine a different question. Yeah, yeah, Antoine, you can ask a free one after this. Of course, guys, it, it, all, all the money for real. We don't need it. Um, but it, it is much appreciated. So, Antoine, you know you're part of the family. He said, can someone please tell us who King Kirby angry – am I having a stroke? Can someone please tell us who King Kirby was angry with and fussing with after the Holly Rowe post-interview? Um, that was our boy, Neelan Raper. Um, God bless him. Uh, he is the uh, pretty much the general manager of the football team. What does he do? What's his – What's Director his, of operations, man. It's Come the on. same thing. It's Same not thing. director of operations. Um, and I'm sure that he was directing some type of operation and Kirby did not want to be directed that way for that certain operation. And uh, Neilan got it. you full. So it looked like Neilan was well, giving it back a little bit. He'll yell at Neilan about what somebody else is doing. Yeah. So uh, it, is, it is a hard job. And yeah. folks, when I was, I wasn't being facetious earlier when I was talking about all the guys that deserved helmet stickers when I first came on and said, this game was an ass-kicking soup to nuts. I mean, they uh, everybody did their job. The stadium, the, the crowd. What was the first play of the game? First play of the game. False start, right? False start. They start the game minus five yards thanks to the crowd. Just right off the bat. Boom. Uh, rained. Phil wasn't wet. You didn't see anybody slipping. Equipment guys did their jobs. Uh, Glenn Schumann did his job. Mike Bobo did his job. Kirby Smart did his job. Kicker nails the field goal. You know, snap. Special teams guys do their jobs. Uh, just everybody did their stuff. And I said, you know, like even the you know, kind of jokingly, the equipment guys, the support staff, uh, everybody pulled together, won that top to bottom. Now, Kirby Smart, even though when he was up by 30, 40 points or whatever. He was still in the fourth quarter coaching guys up, yelling at them. And post-game, even though he's hung 50 on the number nine team in the nation, gotten revenge for a loss from in 2016, uh, if something's not going the way he wants, he's going to let people know about it. And the guy that winds up getting a lot of that blowback is Neyland Raper. Uh, Neyland's one of the smartest men I've ever met. I, don't, I very seldom get to talk to him. He's too busy and can't be seen talking to reporters. So I've only met him a couple times, but – uh, you, when you're around him, you're like, this guy's just a genius. So again, what does Kirby Smart do? He surrounds himself with the best people. 
and he d- holds them to a very high level. So he was he was chewing them out. But again, that's why you know we talk about all the stuff that Georgia does right. That's one thing. Kirby Kirby uh, demands it of all these people, and when you see that in a game. Again, they haven't lost a night game since two thousand nine. This is mm. yet another season. What's what's they haven't lost a home game since twenty nineteen. So think about it. 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023. Who does that? You know, Georgia, 27 game winning streak. You know, it, it could be you might set the record, win next week, and then beat Tech. Win the have the best win streak in the SEC ever. So it's um mind-boggling what they do. And we we kind of tease Kirby for yelling at everybody, but it's because he demands so much of his staff. It's nuts. Uh Jeremy Burt. Bertram says Kirby didn't say anything in the post game. And then old R Brown from Rockdale County says, uh, Kirby says he could have gone back in. <laughs> I'm sure he did not say that, that, but that is good. I like that. I like that. Uh, Tis a flesh wound says Jeremy neighbors. Tis Jeremy. A flesh wound. The man could have gone back in. Don't worry about it. Just a broken clap. Just his leg, his leg uh, fell off. Oh man. All right. John Hicks says, let's get choppy on. I've never seen that in the chat before. So I guess that means. Hey, uh, John, are you feeling okay? Yeah. Is that oh, your oh, wow. <laughs> Paul, it started early. I you want me to roast you, Paul? Oh, after the Florida game. Georgia's played its best game all year. They can't play any better. Oh, I did say that. I did. Dane, week one, Carson Beck's not a good quarterback. They can't win with him. Oh, I'm, I mean, I could keep going. All He's just day. coming and calling everybody out. Dane, I have who, who is the leading vote getter for the Heisman right now? Bo Nix. Who predicted that before the year? Thank They're you. They're also about to lose to USC. They're also beating them by eight and getting the ball out of half. So I don't know where you're getting that from. Now, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was wrong about Penn State. I'm sorry. Um, you were. And that, you that was bad. Nothing, that, Ben. That, that take before the year. I'll be honest with you. I I don't – Alar has not played well, but that's more James Franklin. But I'm going to get back on Georgia. Um that was just an all-around an ass-kicking. And I look at it and I say, outside of just Georgia, I don't know what it is with their first drives on defense that have just not been good. Three straight weeks, you've let up a, t- a touchdown drive, your first drive on defense. I don't know what that was. Because on the 2021 team with that all-time great defense, you let up one touchdown drive to start a game that entire year. And it was to uh, Tennessee that year. Other than that, you weren't letting teams score the first drive. You weren't letting teams score in the first quarter. So if they clean up that opening game script on defense, I I think the defense each week is improving to me. Now, I think the edge play is a bit of a struggle. But like you guys were talking about, the secondary, by default, Dalen Everett's or even if Julian Humphrey's playing, that's who they're going to target. Because Kamari Laster is a top five corner in America. They're the best safety tandem in the country. And at one point, Ty Key Smith, when he was at West Virginia, was an All-American. And now he's a, what, fifth or sixth-year player at Star who's really gotten time throughout his injuries and just being involved in the program, has really gotten to pick the defense up and is a real veteran player who, if he's your number two weakness, and he's been deadly in coverage this year. He struggled earlier in the year against the run, but he's improved there. So the secondary to me is the strength. So if this edge play against the run improves, I don't have an issue with the defense. So the edge play's got to improve, but the offense – when it's fully healthy, think about this. Amarius Mims, Lad McConkey, and Brock Bowers have not all three played this many snaps in the same game all season. First time they score 52 against the top 10 team. So if you got your best offensive lineman. 
your best player and your number one receiver. I think that that helps. So yes. um, having all three of those guys together, to me, makes this offense very hard to, to guard. And I look at, you know, coming up in the schedule, I said Tennessee, I don't worry about them because they can't score this year. They're, they're not an offensive team. Joe Milton throws a 10-yard pass like a 40-yard pass, and they have to rely on defense. I don't think ta- talent-wise they're enough to defend Georgia. And after three, four losses, I remember in 2021, half that stadium was, was Georgia fans once Tennessee was out of it and already had like three losses at that point. Tennessee Good fans, point. I don't think that presence next week after losing to Missouri the way they did is going to be as hard on the road. I don't. I don't think hey, they're going to show up as much. Were there really people talking about well, when we beat Georgia, let's not storm the field? There was from Tennessee. They were expecting to beat Missouri. And then they're like, when, when Georgia comes, we have them at our place. We're going to beat them, but don't charge. Don't rush the field after beating Georgia. I mean, they won two national championships in a row and you storm the field versus Bama. Only have one. Yeah. In a row. So that to me is stupid, but. No, but hey, Ben, I think you're dead on. Georgia got basically gets back its best. I would say best tight end, but yeah, their best player. They get back their best offensive lineman, mm-hmm. you know, at Amarius Mims. And they finally got back their best wide receiver. You know, he missed four games early on. And that was one of the things I put in my column was like, look, uh, yes, Brock and uh, Ladd did play together. But if you go back to that first game against Auburn, Ladd got four, uh, four throws, you know, because his first game back. So Ladd, you know, he, he's, he's always beaten Auburn. Then against Kentucky, he had one catch. You know, mm-hmm. they were trying to work him back in. Then he's finally kind of full health against Vandy. Yeah. Brock Bowers gets hurt, and then he's out. And it's like, and of course, in some of the three of those games, there's no Amarius Mim. So it's like, this is just, but one, one of the things I wrote about was the fact that, okay, you're getting all these guys back. And remember, Kendall Milton missed a lot of time, banged up. Now he's healthy mm-hmm. and looking rounding into form. This offense is scary, and you've got a Carson Beck. We talked about everyone's giving uh, uh, Dane all sorts of help or saying Georgia can't win a, a championship with him. In his first few games, you kind of felt like this guy is good, but it, you know he's not. He's not Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. He has. He's not had one game in which he's not thrown over two hundred fifty yards. He had another three hundred yard game today. Seventy two percent completions, three hundred yards. You know, two touchdowns. Learning to use his legs looks more confident. He's even com- comfortable in the post-game interviews. Those are completely different. This guy's getting comfortable. He's probably coming back next year. This is a whoa, whoa, whoa. You just, can't just say, you can't just nasty. say that. And just There's a very good possibility. Comment. I mean, Roddy, the media says J.J. McCarthy's in the Heisman race. The guy didn't throw a pass in the second half. Yeah. That's 60 passes. Oh, dude, screw the media. The media doesn't know crap. I'm part of it, and they let me in. There's no, there's no <laughs> gatekeeping to get into the media. Yeah, I'm, I, I if you fog a mirror and start a website, then you can call yourself in the media. But the point is, yeah. this offense—you don't. Teams would kill to have this offensive line. I love the mm-hmm. guy saying, you know, uh, uh, Clint coming on saying the Joe Moore Award. Screw that! I'm gonna give him the Clint Award. Whatever. You have five starting offensive linemen and two guys that can come in and spell them. And Kirby actually said in the post game press conference, they're like, you know, talk about Amaris Mims coming back. He said, well. You know, we had trust flipping sides. We had between trust, Mims, and Ernest Green, those guys were unselfish. No one got uh, whiny about it. He said no one complained. No one, no one got their feelings hurt 
We've rotated them around, and there you're bringing in Dylan uh, Fairchild and Micah Morris. He goes, we are fresh. That offensive line is fresh. And then you've got three, four, five different guys that can carry the rock. Georgia can kill you through the air. They can kill you through the ground. They can kill you in the, the special teams. And the defense is pretty damn good. You can't throw on them. The only thing you got to worry about is kind of team run on Georgia. And they're getting better against the run as we speak. So Georgia's peaking. Uh, they're going to run through Tennessee. Of course, they'll kill Tech. And we had somebody asking, how do they match up with Alabama? And I know we're the coaches will never look ahead to that. But what you, did you, you see from Alabama today there, Ben? Because they look pretty damn good. Well, well, they do look good. And you look, Kentucky, I think – I don't know what Kentucky is this year, but at the same time, the thing with – I see Alabama and Georgia actually very similar very yeah. similar in the sense of at the beginning of the year, we didn't know if Jalen Milrow was their starter. He got benched. Uh, yeah, ever, since, they got benched ever since yeah. he came back, I mean, the Ole Miss game, he was kind of shaky versus Ole Miss. That was his first game after being benched. He was kind of shaky. But then each week, it was improvement with him. So I think yeah. with Carson Beck early, there were moments in the Auburn game. There was a couple moments early where he just seemed gun-shy versus South Carolina. But or they weren't then, calling plays where he could throw it. Yeah, and, and now – I don't know. I agree with I'm you. looking at, like, today. I saw there was a short pass to Dejon Edwards where he saw the blitz coming. He saw, okay, I got a lot of space over here to the left. Oh, yeah, that was a And I was like, play. this guy's making checks at the line. He just feels comfortable. I see him running the ball. Like, he had two or three runs there, which I'm like – Beginning of the year, I don't think he's taken off that quick. So no. I think when you look at him, he is more comfortable. And Jalen Milrow is too. So I think the the thing is, my, my big concern with Alabama's, like we've talked about all year, the edge defense when it comes to the run, and just he's a quarterback that can carry it. He's the best you know runner with the football of all the quarterbacks you're going to play by far. So that is a concern where I think if they don't mitigate that, they could be in trouble in that game. But if they can stop the quarterback run, I, I feel good about Georgia. Because Dallas yeah. Turner is the one edge guy who might be able to get to you, but I don't think their pass rush is as elite as some people think. They have a couple young guys in the secondary. Besides Kool-Aid McKinstry, they're kind of inexperienced there, and Terry and Arnold is in a natural corner. I think Georgia could put up yards yeah, on Alabama. So I, I still like Georgia in that one, but if they don't fix the edge run defense, it's going to be a, it's going to be some trouble. Very fair. Uh, I do. I am worried about Milrow. Uh, I was a Milrow believer, fanatic, mm -hmm. if you will, even when they lost to Texas. And it was all about acceleration. He just he ties, decides to tuck the ball and run, and he bolts out of the backfield so fast. I'm like, holy crap! Roquan Smith would have a hard time catching this guy. The Kobe Dean would have a hard time spying this guy. He is so explosive with those giant thighs and can take off. Then of course he missed some wide open passes. I'm like, okay, he's. He's not scaring me as a passer, although he does flick it 50 yards downfield you know, almost instantaneously. But as a runner, he's pretty dangerous. And you're right. They've got – you know, Dallas Turner is bad. But Georgia runs 12 personnel. I'm like, okay, we're going to chip him. And then we're going to let those wide receivers, uh, tight ends, go out and do their thing. So, yeah, this offense is just filthy. And I feel a lot better after this game. Um, Tennessee looks so good. And as their comments, comments are just saying, Georgia broke uh, Kentucky. I'm like, yeah. I think that I don't think the Kentucky that played Alabama today is as tough as the one that played Georgia. But also, you know, it's a crazy stat. Georgia had zero negative plays today. Obviously, penalties, but they're not. Yeah. You know, regardless of play. That's my zero negative plays. Zero. Didn't get sacked. 
Carson Beck didn't get hit once. He didn't get tackled no, once. He didn't get touched. And then you look behind, they had no TFLs. There were times, I mean, late in the game when they put the backups in, I'm like, Ole Miss knows that they're running the ball. Even with Brock in there, I'm like, I'm kind of shocked Brock didn't tuck it a couple times because Brock, even in some of the mop of duty and um, G-Day when we saw him, I've seen him tuck the ball a lot. I'm like, they know you're running the football, and they're just running right down their throats. Like, it's – they had 299 yards, basically 300 yards rushing and over 300 yards 300. They, they did whatever they wanted. The, the thing is, and this is my, my concern with, like, a, if I was a Michigan fan, Michigan to me, I know J.J. McCarthy, a lot of people hype him up. They don't have an elite passing attack. I think Georgia can be an elite pat air attack and run attack. I don't think Michigan's as balanced of an offense. I don't. Georgia can cover them, and McCarthy has never been in a situation where I have to be in a shootout. He was once. It was against TCU, and he lost to TCU in a playoff. So that's why I'm not as concerned about Michigan now because they're not balanced on offense. When you have a balanced offense like this, you're da- you're dangerous. I think Milrow's growing as a passer, but my one my knock on Bama is their receivers. A lot of his big completions, guys are wide open, a lot of busted coverages. So I still don't fully believe in him as a no, passer. Yeah, I, I think he's, I think now he's a respectable thrower, but I still yeah. don't think if he has to make, hit a big tight window third downfield, I, I don't trust that yet. So that's why. Or Beck, I think he can. My only knock on Beck, though, the deep ball accuracy needs to be a little bit more pinpoint. Because if he can get that down, I think NFL teams will be all over Beck. I think uh, BR is correct. If you hit Milrow as hard as you hit Dart, Milrow would make mistakes. Yeah, anybody would make mistakes getting crushed in that. Did you see uh, that uh, the final replay they showed of Jackson Dart when they when they were obviously hit him his eyes were closed as he was going to the ground obviously i said that on the watch long show i'm like yeah he looked he was knocked the fuck out i mean just yeah his yeah. eyes were uh and i think coach said something like well you know you get hit your eyes closed i'm like no not when you fall on the ground no like that looked like yeah he was just like oh. well i mean it was that shoulder right into his <laughs> body and then it's like hammer and tong i'm like man that's just that's a nasty hit now, yeah i hope he's okay has, has anybody heard be- I would be extremely surprised if they say uh, he did not have a concussion, which was crazy to me because they brought him back onto the field afterwards. They showed him on the sidelines, and I was like, "That's the worst place to have this kid with all these bright lights." I, I'm curious if he uh, if he has. I know, also, here's the thing on the, on the same channel, guys. When we uh, in the show, uh, be sure for those of you who are on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page, we will have the uh, Lane Kiffin press conference recorded and posted so you can go in and actually watch what he said. And we'll have, I'm sure it'll be in Dash's news and notes, you know, so. Um, Thai dog says the do- dogs look like a championship team here in Thailand. So we've had somebody from Taiwan and Thailand uh, tonight. What time is it in uh, Thailand, Thai dog? Curious. Let me know. Also, I do have a quick question. Do you guys think Beck right now is almost a lock to be a Heisman finalist at this point? Like I looked at the mm-hmm. odds, you got Knicks. How many are finalists? Yeah, there's what three or four, right? Four. Last year there was at least four. Because yeah, Duggan, we know Stetson was there. Duggan, Stroud, and Caleb, I think, were all at least yeah, those three four. were there. So there's four. at least four. I think he's top five for sure. Because you have to look, Penix, Knicks, Daniels, and Beck would be mine. I don't think Marvin Harrison's had the year that's justified a receiver going. I don't. No, because Brock's going to take his place. No, Brock Bowers, dude, come he's back. He's got two he's more gonna... games to yeah. like. He's, he's got to get. 
I don't know. He's I don't think either of them are going to get there. I know some people in the media are on Harrison. I don't think he's had that Devontae Smith-like year. He has, no, he has not. Although he did have a nice carry today. So, Who, Okay. Uh, who's winning the Heisman, chat? Let us know. Who, right now, who's winning the Heisman? When's the Is vote it- in? Because I saw someone say the vote might be in before the SEC championship game. It's usually like right which I don't as the think season ends, which always drives me crazy because you don't really get to count the SEC uh, championship games or conference championship games. Any of the conference championship games. I think if you put it past the conference championship game, Paul, I think the winner of Oregon-Washington, the quarterback would get it. Unless yeah, Carson Beck killed them. But here's the thing. So you get Penix up there, you know, or you get Bo Nix, but – Carson probably throws for another 250, 300 next week, then 300 against Tech. What I mean, what is his uh, cumulative total so far? Last week he was – How much? Eighth in passing in the country. ESPN's got him with uh, 27-16. I don't know if that's updated with uh, today's game or not. If it's not, then he's over 3,000 yards. Say, Paul, do I have to do your job too? I'm oh, I'm getting I'm getting the people over here. Where did you say that? Twenty-seven, sixteen. Yeah, it's ninth. Yeah, um, so that's updated. Penix is number one yeah, in the, the twenty-seven, sixteen was prior to the prior to today's game. So he's so over he three thousand yards in ten games. So he's averaging three hundred yards a game. He could be at thirty-six hundred by the uh, end of the regular season. That's not too shabby. He could have a Hold seventy. On. Two percent completion rate, which would uh, uh, be, be number one, uh, third or at least third in the SEC. He's behind. He'd be behind Graham Merch right now, but Jaden Daniels is also at seventy-two percent, so he'd be in the top three in completion percentages. Um, there hasn't been. Here's here's a thing for you though. You would say there right. hasn't there hasn't been a quarterback since two thousand two who was Carson Palmer that threw for less than thirty six hundred yards. Yeah. So he'll have 3,600 yards. 3,600 yards. There's, uh, there hasn't, like I said, in the last 20 yeah. years, there hasn't been a. a high so he'll point. hit that benchmark. So that kind of puts him in there. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe. Uh, let's see. People are saying Nick's. Uh, Jermaine King said penicillin will win the Heisman. I don't, I don't understand that, but maybe. Um, Daniels. Yeah. J- Six hundred six yards today. He might have won the Heisman this this afternoon on a on a garbage team on a team that can't yeah. win. I think he should win it, but I don't think they're going to give it to him. Oh, Jermaine was trying to say Penix, but it auto corrected him to penicillin. That's that's excellent. Sure so I was like, dude, I'm not getting the joke here, Jermaine. I'm not. But Jermaine's been having this. Uh, oh, by the way, real quick, folks, keep stay in the comments. Uh, we were talking about Texas earlier. If you buy. Tito's Vodka, you are helping the University of Texas. The oh. owners of Tito's Vodka gave $20 million to the University of Texas for its athletics fund. Our friends at ASW Distillery, they came out with a correction for that. They came out with something called Hunker Vodka. H-U-N-K-E-R. Hunker. It's a fantastic vodka because ASW is an award-winning distillery. They make they win all sorts of awards. They have had the best bourbon. Um, I've got their Fiddler bourbon. I've got their Georgia Hartwood bourbon. Uh, drinking it right now. So uh, the reception of Hunker vodka has been 
insane. People are buying it, you know, by the handle. People are buying it everywhere because uh, the some of the proceeds of that actually go to the uh, Classic City Collective, which is George's NIL arm. So every time you buy Hunker Vodka, you are helping out George's NIL. So don't buy Tito's, buy Hunker. That's our only commercial we'll put you through. Uh, Jamie Bertrand, we can't keep Hunker down in stock. It bottoms up in Noonan and Albany. There we go. There you go. So yeah, no, I'm not, I know it's a commercial because they're one of our sponsors, but at the same time, if you want to get into the uh, – if you want to help Georgia land big recruits to continue this doing what they're doing, the Classic City Collective needs money. And you don't have to give them a direct contribution. You can just go buy the same vodka that you normally drink and get a better vodka – that doesn't support the University of Texas, who will be in the conference next year. By the way, December, uh, I think it's December 6th, is when they're going to announce the SEC schedule. I don't think anybody's reported that. So you guys will get an exclusive update here that nobody else knows. Let me double check what my sources were telling me. So what? Say it again. The 2024 schedule mm -hmm. is going to be announced on, I think, December 6th. Hmm. Because we already know what teams George is playing, right? Right, but you don't know when. Don't know when and, and don't – do we know where? Yeah, we know yeah, where. We know home and aways and such. We know home and aways, right? Mm -hmm. Michigan schedule next year. Texas and to Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Michigan uh, Michigan schedule next year, they open up against Texas. Arch Manning versus the new look Michigan. And I think Georgia versus whatever's left of Clemson. A actually, new look Michigan. Actually, what do you mean by that? There's gonna be a new head coach. I think they're gonna have a new head coach. <laughs> I um, think the Chicago Bears will have Jim Harbaugh services. Yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, I mean, it, it I, might... I think he's heading to the NFL after this. He's like, I'm done with this. I'm Jeremy with said, uh, "You said that's December 6th, Roddy." That's what I'm trying to look up. Um, somebody told me I need to go find it. You do that. I'll uh, keep this show afloat here. Yeah, do, do your job. JB Fulton said, uh, can't wait to be at the world's largest garbage truck workers convention next Saturday in Knoxville. Damn. <laughs> December 5th. December 5th. Yeah. What day is that? That's a Tuesday. A, a Tuesday. I'm assuming uh that's it'll be it'll it? be on ABC or I mean uh, ESPN they'll they'll take them 45 minutes to announce where everybody's playing instead of just you know putting out in a press release and letting us all get about our lives. Don't you love that? But here's the thing folks, the reason I bring that up is if you know you were going to these games like hey you want to go to the Georgia Alabama game, you want to go to the Georgia Texas game. Well, when do you get a reservation? When do you buy a flight? But if you find out 12.5, then immediately, you know, log into your Hyatt account or your Marriott account or your Delta or whatever. Uh, I know Paul flies spirit. Um, <laughs> Frontier. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, in the state of that, uh, La Quinta, you know. Hey, <laughs> look, we're uh, we're actually going. I was, I was looking this up right now. We're actually going up to. Uh, you going to the mountains? No, no Wi-Fi. Yeah, go to the mountains again. You should. You're, you're oh. gonna go to the mountains. We will have no proof that you were there. No, I, uh, I don't. You know what? I don't even think I took it. Dude, we didn't even leave the uh, the mountain house. We just we literally drove up there, and we just stayed in the house as opposed to staying down here. We didn't have the kids, so I guess it helped. But um, we are Larry Glover. I fly myself. That's why yeah, I do too. But it's a completely different way. <laughs> 
Yeah. So for the Georgia Tech game, I'll be in Ohio. I'll, I'll bring my computer with me though. But we're flying first class, baby. Yeah, flying. First I pay class. you way too much money. They're flying first class, but it was only a hundred bucks extra bringing the baby. So I figured, you know, have the bigger seats, you know, things like that, and you get free carry-ons. I, I'm a sucker for free carry-ons with with a kid. So, yeah, that's where Put I'll be. Overhead, you don't have to worry about it. Look, look, I would pack a pair of drawers and a, and a new shirt, and I'd be good. But with Nicole, I've got you know several bags. I mean, this, the amount of stuff we're going to be taking to Ohio, you could you could live off of for several months, and we're going for three days. So, moms get it. Hey, thanks, Evan. Uh, the resurgence rye from ASW is good stuff. They do make a fantastic rye. Evan, you look like a top tier accountant. If you are, please hit me in my DMs. I need an Dude, accountant. That, that, that guy looks like he has one of those uh, things in his ear and is running uh, Secret Service. Dude, he looks, he looks like he flies first class. Evan definitely flies, flies first class. Yeah. Tell us you don't. You're lying. Um, guys, you ready to hand out some, some helmet stickers? Roddy's already handed out a few. Ben, I guess you could hand out some. The budget's kind of, the budget isn't that bad tonight. We appreciate hey, Charles, Casey, before, Antoine. Do we have a set number on both sides of the ball? We will get there. We got it. You, you can each have one, and I get to I give as many as I want. Before we hand out the helmet stickers, though, what uh, Roddy's got some tasty treats here. We need to hand well, gosh. Uh, real quick, our other sponsor of our show, because we're talking about ASW, is the Rogue Shop. Now, the Rogue, they make gummies. And they make uh, uh, some very fun stuff that you can get from the Rogue Shop. And I have a lot of people say, yeah, I want to try it, but you know, I don't want to buy the big jar because I don't know what it'll do to me. I've never tried it before. So they have basically uh, sample packs. Now, right, the one I put on the screen right now, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not seeing it. It's basically a Rogue Shop thankful for Delta 8 sample pack. And it has some Delta 8 products, some edibles, some high dose, some popular products, some recreational stuff in there. You need to try the sample pack. It's $17. Okay. So if you're looking for, some, for something to be thankful for, try the Delta 8 pack. It's really good stuff. And if you have a situation where you can't sleep or you're in, uh, you have some chronic pain issues, be, try the Delta 8 gummies. They will help you with your inability to sleep. They will help you with your pain. Uh, this one has a one slap your mama peach, 275 milligram. Do not eat the whole 275? thing. 275? 75. You want to nibble on a corner. They have one sour apple, which is 125. They have one uh, sour pomegranate is 125. They have uh, a blue chew, basically, which is like 50. You want to start out very slow. Look for the 50s and eat half of one. But unless you're like, uh, catch them over at our Texas site. Do not dock back a 275 unless you don't have any freaking plans. Okay. And if you got a company that you know tests you for stuff like this, don't try it. Now, if you want something that won't pop on a test, uh, at least I don't think it does. Try the Delta Nine, and that's. I think a, Delta Nine still does. Does it? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. thought it was. I thought that was kind of their whole thing. But that's a fifteen dollar pack, and then they're all on sale. So try our, try out the fun stuff at the Rogue Shop. Uh, but again, the guy that does this is you know Richard. He and his wife. It's small batch stuff. This is stuff they make. Uh, it's not some giant corporation, you know. He he does the graphics, he does the he he builds this stuff, he creates it, and he's a giant football fan. Of course, Sucker's a University of Texas fan. Can't can't help him there, but uh, he loves Georgia football. He will, and and I'm not saying that just because he's a sponsor. When I call and speak to him, he knows the depth chart up and down. It's mind-boggling. It's like talking to a Georgia fan. So when the two teams aren't playing, he's a Georgia fan. 
If they play each other, they'll pull for Texas. But he's a former military guy who was having a lot of pain, and basically the VA couldn't help him. So he started looking at the cabinoids for their anti-inflammatory properties, and that's why he started building this stuff. So if you have insomnia or you have pain issues, reach out to the rogue shop. They will take care of you. And the sample packs are just a good way to try something without uh, investing 40 50 bucks. You can try like $15. Hit them up, hit them up, hit them up. Um, they do, they do great uh, over there. Make sure you definitely take a, a small dose, though, because he hit me with a sample pack, and uh, God, man, that was that was a time, that was a trip. Well, I got to tell you I about would, my wife eating one of their lollipops, without realizing what was going to happen to her. Waking up in the middle of the night, going, "What the hell?" <laughs> Good night. Uh, Joshua Hammond says, choppy with the denim jacket with fur liner, hashtag hide your ladies, hashtag panty dropper, hashtag legend. I am winning tonight. I always, I, I get bashed on today. The comments are, are all my favorite today. Yeah, These dude, are my people. That's his, uh, what, that's his Canadian tuxedo that picks up all the ladies that like Yellowstone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> KC says, UGA must have given Bowers that Delta 8 stuff. Had to have something. Kid's a uh, kid's an absolute freak, and uh, apparently we've got a retired Secret Service. We do have somebody. See, Roddy, you make jokes about Evan Powell. What was his name? Evan, yeah, Evan Powell being in the Secret Service. Susie is retired Secret Service. See, there you go. Susie kick your ass too. Man, those those people don't play. I bet you. And, and uh, Evan, of course, thanks her for her service, and thank you for your service. Hey, by the way, uh, Happy Veterans Day. Yes. Yeah. Shout out to all our vets. Let us know in the comments if you are a vet. And uh, I would like to say thank you to Nimmer and Jimmy Nabulsi, my two older brothers who did their years. Jimmy did 23 years, I believe. Uh, so those two guys did so much service that I did not go into it, but my son will be. He'll be doing his eight years. He just contracted uh, last week. So where's he headed? Where's he doing? Uh, he's, I mean, he's contracted through UNG. He's doing the ROTC up there. He signed his paper. So they're going to paper his school. And when he graduates, he'll commission as a second lieutenant to do four years of active duty and four years of reserves. Good thing he's not at AM. So he doesn't have to do the, the yellow. He had to head to AM last weekend in the Ranger Challenge. He fought, he went against Texas AM and VMI, Citadel, and a couple other schools, or Virginia Tech. So talk about uh, they, they compete against each other in like uh river crossings, uh, rucking with a 50 pound back, 10 miles uh, uh, backpack, uh, calling in uh, artillery strikes, shit like that. It's just it's nuts. Speak about small world here. Joshua Hammond says, I work with Roddy's nephew in the Navy. Holy shit, you know, Matt. Well, I mean, look at this. Look at the look at this. Just this, this small world. It's, it's a small, small world. world. That's that's insane. If he actually knows them, that's crazy. Well, I, I have two nephews in the Navy, so again, the the, the Nabulsi family they're they're yeah, everywhere. But, well, it, but if you work with uh, uh, Matt or uh, that other nephew, sir, the other one, I was I was say. I want to. I didn't want to use his my jargon name for him, what I call him, but I'm going by his. Well, you don't even name. have to because apparently it is him. He said, "Yep, me and him recruited out of Douglasville." Nice, crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's get to these folks that. Um, He's rich we're, now. Let's see here. Uh, Father of Marine, we appreciate that, Jamie. Thirty years, KC, Ooh. retired t- January 2023. See, that's why he can give super chats. He's he did thirty years. This guy's a badass. 
Antoine, also another badass. 20 years in the Marine Corps. I would not mess hey, with Hey, happy Antoine. birthday to the Marines. Yeah. Wouldn't would not mess with Antoine in a uh I want him in my on my side in the back alley for sure. We got a, we got a uh, Marines to kick your ass. Vietnam combat medic right here. Hey, and flight nurse later in the Air Force Reserves. Look at this, man. It's awesome. It's awesome. Riverside Military Academy. Oh man. I'll finish up here in a second. Uh, let's see here. Who else we got? I don't think we have uh, anybody else here, but we appreciate all you guys for your service. Now let's uh, let's hand out these uh, dog bones, if we will. Ben, you can go first, brother. So, Take it so away. What's our limit? Hey, Paul, me and you both doing one on offense, one on defense. Yeah. CJ Allen, I'm going to say is Roddy's because he claimed it earlier. Since he yeah, he can have him. Yeah, I'm giving him. that one. Roddy, you already can have yeah, him. That's fine. Um, so on defense, I'm going to first go Javon Bullard because I think that interception was kind of like when, once they got that pick, I thought game over. And outside of an early near mishap on one, on a deep throw they missed on the first drive, lights out. So I'm going to give it to Javon Bullard because he's just he seals games. Last week against Missouri, no catches. This week, I don't think he allowed a reception. So Javon Bullard, I'm going to give it to him on defense. And then on offense, I'm going to give it to Kendall Milton. Because this is the best game of his career. He, he yep. first, and this is kind of shocking to me. First multi-touchdown game, over 100 rushing yards. He averaged, I don't know what the yards per carry, but at one point I think it was over 10. This was his game. I think the, the one thing when you look at it, yes, he, he, he broke – there were two knocks on him. One, he didn't have the, the ability to break the big run. He broke big runs today. And two – there were times when even when he got hit in the backfield, he had a couple of plays where he forced two, three mixed tackles. He's a big back. And he forced multiple guys to miss tackles. He had big runs. You know, he played to the style um, of back that people anticipated he would be coming out of high school. And he exceeded some expectations of what he's been previously with breaking those long runs. So I'm going to give the Kendall Milton today for a breakout performance. So that's my offensive one. That's my defense one. CJ Allen, I mean – Damn, I know Roddy's taking him, but what a player. Um, I'm gonna go offense first. Carson Beck, man. I feel like we don't give him, I don't feel like we don't give him helmet stickers that much. Um, dudes, just like Roddy said, averaging 300 yards a game out there, cool as can be. We sh- we saw his rushing attack tonight, uh, being able to pull the ball down. That was something that we had wanted the first four or five games of the season. Like man, he should he should run right there. Yeah, he did tonight. Um, he's added that to his game. Carson Beck on offense. Hmm. Man, I, I want to go CJ Allen so bad, but Roddy's already taken him, and you just took Bullard. You know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Kamari Laster. I was gonna go yeah. Taiki. I'm gonna go Kamari. They threw at Kamari what like one time. <laughs> I mean, you you hardly see him on the on the field because they don't even remotely try to go to his side of the field. And when he mm-hmm. does step up, he's, he's getting tackles. He was third on the team in tackles with five, had three solo. Give it to uh, give it to Kamari, man. And then also, kind of like what Gary's saying here, I'm going to give one uh, bone for the whole offensive line. Uh, all seven of them, or all eight of them that played tonight uh, in meaningful, meaningful snaps. All of them did great. Kept Beck's uh, jersey really super clean so those are mine roddy what you got well you can um i thought we just played really well i mean he didn't the number 
59 yards, 12 carries. I'm no match, but that's five. He's breaking up for you. Yeah. yeah, he's breaking up for me. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, can you hear me? No. No. It's just, it's coming out every five seconds. It's like word. Okay. Try it now. Word. What we got? All right. I was talking about Dejan Edwards. There we go. Okay. There we go. You're good now. Uh, Dejan gets uh, 12 carries for 59 yards. That's five yards a carry. Good pick. Plus two catches. Good pick. Just uh, put the game out of reach for him. Picked up a couple of blitzes. You know, I thought it was good. You went with the offensive line. That was that was going to be where I went with the offense. I mean, that was huge. Amarius Mims. Uh, and one for Brock Bowers. Just returning as fast as he did. Uh, yep. You didn't have to use him a whole lot, but you that Lad McConkey's touchdown, Brock Bowers pulled three guys towards him when he scored that one. Just drew all their attention. They're like, oh, well, Brock's getting the ball. We all They all closed in on him, and you saw what happened. So I thought that was huge. Um Trying to think of the other receiver, I kind of want to go with Dominic Lovett. Four he catches, had a, for seventy-seven yards. Yeah, and the the long one, uh, what was it? It's like 40, Four, 43, forty-three yards. That one where he just kind of took off. That yeah. was that was a good play. Good play. Yeah, I thought that was big. Uh, defensively, uh, again, we don't talk about him enough, but Tyke Smith. Yeah, you know, I thought that. Uh, what do you have? Uh, hey, second leading tackler on the team, six tackles. Yep. Five of those were solos. Leading tackler on the team, if you go solos only, had the leading yeah. uh, solo tackles. So Greg Watts says that Delta Eight got a hold of your wireless, Roddy. <laughs> Jumbled there. <laughs> yeah, very fair. And uh, I would give, uh, like I said, we had so many guys give us extra dollars so that we could go deep into it. I would go Mike Bobo. Ooh, we haven't given Bobo a. Uh, have we given Bobo a helmet sticker this year? Think so, but man, I don't think we've given a coach a helmet sticker this year. Yeah, a 611 yards against the number nine team in the nation. Now, granted, we know they're not the number nine defense in the nation, their, their defense is terrible, but still 611 yards. First four t- possessions, four touchdowns. I thought he called a great game. Uh, he he finally had his basically his entire offense healthy, and this was the offense we'd been waiting to see. That's what I wrote in my column. The first, first thing I wrote, I was like. When you could put 18, I mean, 19 and 84 together on the same sideline and let them go out, and you put a, a safety or you put an outside linebacker, you put a cornerback in a stress situation. And then when everybody's focusing on Lad McConkey and uh, Brock Bowers, you go, you hand off power run, you know, counter to uh, Kendall Milton, or you toss it out there to Ra Ra or Dominic Lovett. I'm like, man. And he just, it was a clinic. It really was. So. Or you run I form with Kendall Milton at fullback. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I formation. We're going to run Kendall Milton at fullback and punch it in the end zone. Uh, yeah. Just a brilliant play call. Now, will Mike do that all the time? I don't know. Uh, I, I, the reason, one of the reasons I defended Mike was because he put up crazy uh, numbers when he was here. And it's very easy to blame your offensive coordinator when uh, things aren't going right. And I thought it was never fair that Mike got a lot of the blame that he did. And they're like, well, see, he wasn't successful as a head coach. I'm like, that doesn't mean he wasn't a good coordinator at Georgia. He was scoring 41 points a game. Some of the highest uh, point-per-game totals that Georgia's ever had were when Mike Bobo was here. They're like, well, he's not the best guy they could have hired. I'm like, I don't know, but Kirby's won two titles. If that's the guy Kirby wants, let Kirby have who he wants. You know, If Here's- the guy sucks, Kirby will fire him. 
you know, or tell him to go get a job elsewhere like he did Coley. So or I assume that's what happened with Coley. But, you know, um, point being, you got to give credit to the guy that uh, dialed up some fun plays and scored. I, he broke Ole Miss because every time – it seemed like every time they got the ball, they punched it in. And the, it just made it harder and harder for that great Ole Miss offense. They're like, man, we're two scores down. We're three scores down. Now they're now they're they're pushing. They're they're forcing. Now we're four scores down. Now it's over. Mm-hmm. So it's like it was like a great defense just putting so much pressure on that offense that they started making stupid mistakes. I'm trying to find also uh, Paul, real quick, you know what I find interesting? I think Georgia holding Ole Miss in a game where Ole Miss probably got more plays and their team that can both throw and run. I guess, be more I balanced back. than Penn State. I look and I say holding up um, Ole Miss to 17 points more impressive than holding Penn State to 15. Penn State offense, which is inept, which is also part of my reason why I think Georgia over Michigan right now because I think Georgia's defense is as good, if not better, than Michigan. I, I've been saying it. Georgia is a balanced offense, and that's why I think when people say on the film and the eye test – Georgia's number one, and now with a resume, you look and you say Missouri, they might be a top 10 team or bottom top 10 team, like 9, 10, 11 in that range. Ole Miss is only going to have two losses this year. They're a 10-2 team. I look at it and say those two compared to where Penn State looks with their inept offense, and they struggled with Indiana and teams like that, and Notre Dame, who I think is kind of falling down the wayside. What do they have, like three losses at this point? And they're yeah. – I mean, Ohio State really should have lost that game. Um, I think Georgia might have a better resume than Ohio State. So I think Georgia's moving up to one this week because Jeremy Neighbors asked the question, who's your top four? I think it's going to be Georgia one. I think the interesting question is who's two and three between Michigan and Ohio State. Well, it'll it'll play itself out. Real quick before we get out of here, Ben, the uh, line seems to be out. I can't believe this is the line for Georgia-Tennessee. Uh, I will ask you, what do you think the line will be before I tell you? What's the line? Georgia minus 18. No, sir. Nowhere close, actually. The line uh, is minus eight. Georgia minus eight. So uh, I don't minus know what Vegas eight. knows, but I don't, I minus don't see that. eight. Just eight. That line is going to swing. Yeah. yeah. I think Georgia wins by at least 17. That's crazy. Minus eight is insanity. Um, so, yeah. Because you look at this past week, I'm like, Ole Miss minus 11 or 12. And right. I'm like, okay, that's reasonable. Missouri yeah, that's- being around two touchdowns. Okay, that's reasonable. And, and they covered. Eight Tennessee is- minus eight with how they're looking. They can't score. Yeah. That's ah, crazy. That's free money. If you, free I money. take it now. Yeah. I take that bet now. Yeah. Well, guys, we're going to take off. We appreciate you so much for watching us. There's still 350-some-odd people in here watching us here at 1 a.m. on a Sunday morning. We appreciate it. Before you leave out, though, if you would hit that like button, it helps bring other dog fans in here, and uh, we would truly appreciate it. For everybody that you know donated, Charles, Casey, Antoine, Guy Bob, Joshua Patterson, Jamie Bertram, we appreciate it. And then everybody that commented, all of you guys, we appreciate it so much. The show is not uh, – it's not a show without you guys watching uh, and commenting throughout. So we appreciate it more than you know. 
And uh, we will see you next week. What time is that game next week, Ben? 3 30. 3 game. So, yeah, won't be late. Won't be 1 a.m. when we get off of here, but we'll be here with you after the uh, Georgia Tennessee game. Minus eight. Go ahead and put the tech your money is on noon, the right? Tech, I believe, is noon. Yeah, Texas, I think, always. Like, okay, that's, yeah. that's even better. Yeah, even better. Love it. Love it. But, guys, we appreciate you so much. Before you head out, please, please hit that like button. It helps us a ton. If you're not subscribed to the channel, why not? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button as well. Vacations on. Uh, and uh, we won't be here tomorrow for the things Georgia Collins show. I've got to do some TV tomorrow. So if you want to watch oh. 11 Alive, I will be, be on there. So we appreciate you guys. And, uh, Ben, any last words? Salute to everybody out there and the troops. Yeah. There you go, Ben. Georgia, big winners, 52-17. This is the post-game overreaction show presented by UGA Sports. For everybody that called in, we appreciate it. I'm Paul Meharry. We'll see you next week.